0: We went out for dinner, and then we went to a German brewery afterward on Saturday because we had a little bit of time left. And uh, happened upon some uh, some other teachers. In fact, at the school, (laughs) there's three couples, and this was one of the other couples. And uh, one of the old principals, who is now at a different site, um, Hunter goes, hey, uh, Dean's coming if you guys want to hang out. So we hung out as long as we could. And Dean's always one of those guys. Like I know he'll roll with the punches. He's a fun guy. And when he heard, he goes, "Oh, the Millers are there." I didn't know it was that kind of party. So I knew he was gonna he was gonna come by and just want to see me. And so I pulled when I when Lindsey said Dean, I turned up or turned around, stood up, and I did one of these things. I did the uh,
1: you son of a
2: bitch
0: right right at the clap. <laughs> it worked out really well. well
2: um, I don't I don't think your soundboard is hooked up. I didn't hear it. Oh, you know what? Hold on. Let's see. Classic uh, recording.
0: Uh. Yeah. Um, podcast partner. Oh, shit.
2: Boom, 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 boom. That's what wow. I got. My yeah.
0: yeah. I know what it is. The microphone needs to be. Did one of these. You
1: son of a bitch. <laughs> 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 it worked out.
0: It worked out really well. Nice. Uh, I've always wanted to do it to somebody. You I mean, son now, that, of a bitch. now that we have the, the soundboard, it's just like I, it reinvigorated that need again. Yeah, man. <laughs> so Dean and I did it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh man. Um, Guy yeah, so "You telling me you're not feeling well?" Um, I think you and I both had like the last couple of weeks have had something we would we would label as hell yeah. hell of a week. Yeah, man. I today all I wanted for myself. Uh, was like just some time, and I know I like I got to go with Eric to the brewery. Uh, but I just wanted some time to myself. I was like, I've been nonstop since I feel like Friday afternoon. Once we left, once I left school, it was just like nonstop for the weekend. I didn't even get any of my my prep done for next week, which is tough. You know, it's like I I rely on at least an hour or two, mm-hmm. you know, over um over the weekend to get that stuff done. Otherwise, I just I don't know. I have a tough week. I feel like I'm constantly trying to catch up. Treading water. Yep, man. Yeah. 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 And we have, um, who did we celebrate? We just celebrated a birthday. And so, you know, yeah. your parents ever give you like the cake to take home? Like a whole bunch. Uh, like, it's good cake. It's good cake. And they just oh, say, yeah, take some yeah, home, take some yeah. home. And then you got, you got to go through like half of a cake between your family for the next week. Yep. Yeah. That's what we're going through. And that's when
2: I'm like, that's when you're like, oh, I don't waste food. I'm like, that's exactly when I waste food. That's uh, exactly when I'm like, I didn't want this. Uh, it's now in my house. I don't have, like, the food budget because we already have food here. And yeah. now I have this food I didn't want. And so that's the food that gets uh, wasted. Easy for you, huh? That easy. I don't say it's easy. I, I feel guilty about it. But, like, yeah. what the fuck? Like,
0: yeah, and we've got it on a plate. With foil over the top of it, Lindsay pulled it out. I think like two or three days ago, and yeah. she said, oh, "This is going. I'm getting, I'm having some. Do you want any more?" Justin I was like, "Nah, I'm. I'm good." And she goes, "I'm tossing it," so she left it on the counter long <laughs> enough for me to get back to it. And all I did was like, I just put the foil back on and slap put it back into the fridge because I felt bad for the. F- I feel bad for the food, you know. Uh, like it's just it, it, it's yeah. calorie. I know it's it's sugar and calories and stuff, but I feel like it was made and prepared. And it should be eaten, as bad as that sounds. Yeah. Not even necessarily for the individual who made it. I don't even feel bad there. It's kind of like I feel bad because this food that was prepared and is in yeah. this state That to wheat be was eaten. milled
2: and was like, one day I'm going to get eaten.
0: Yeah, and, I know. It's silly. It's so silly to think about. But that's the kind of thing. I cried once like, when
2: my dad tried to get us a new lawnmower. And I was like, well, what's <laughs> happened to the other one? He was like, I don't to get rid of it. But it. where's it going to go? Well, yeah. I mean, my dad owned a lawnmower shop, so like it was just yeah. he was replacing it, but I was like, but I, I've mowed the lawn so many times with this one. Yeah. And I got really upset, and I told him, "No." Oh. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so did, you, did they, you guys stuck with
2: it? Yeah, we stuck with our old one. It was Jeez. a good lawnmower.
0: We had a... Uh, it was a Briggs & Stratton, a green one, and we were so hard up for cash, the bag had completely torn apart. done, yeah. Gone. And so my mom and I, uh, we would take turns doing the lawn every other week, and we would put a black bag with duct tape around it but in order for it to work properly you had to, <laughs> you'd light it up and then you'd have scissors with you and once the bag inflated you'd pop a couple holes in it but if you popped them in the wrong spot you would get the grass shavings uh, in your face for yeah, the entirety yeah, yeah. of It'd the mowing strategic. session yeah yeah but it was uh i mean that was our thing we had that we until, had a mulching
2: mower so like we didn't have any bags. oh you it you just, just mulched it right back down you just down. put the little yeah you wouldn't do anything you just mow and then and it. it
0: just- no, i mean, that didn't look all gross, though. Like. No. Nasty. No. Mm, I feel like shoes. we have the same. Th- you couldn't move along in white shoes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't
0: know anyone who would. Oh, I guess yeah. white old white sneakers would still turn.
2: No, great. no, no. This is a mulching lawnmower. It just it would just cut up the grass until it just lay on the, you know, it, it cut it up. Small yeah. I mean that's what like, they do.
0: That's what they do at schools and parks. Yeah. Yeah. They no, can't never suck had up a bag all that grass.
2: Never had a bagged mower before.
0: Huh. Well, technically, I guess we didn't either. It was I believe
2: just, it was convertible. I think you could put a bag on it if you wanted to. I think it was an. Um, it probably
0: had the little plate that goes over the sheet. Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 and that just went it. back. Yeah, yeah. It just reminds me of um, God. I told you the story about my grandma and that and that that eclair business, like with dessert and just old times. Yeah. But like even this weekend, man, I'm a I'm a simple man. I could just I could go for an eclair, a tea. <laughs>
2: a tea this donut is jimmy pot <laughs> yeah we both hit it almost at the same time <laughs> yeah it's pretty it was some cool. audio like phasing my little pad has a light and uh for the ones that are single hits it yeah. stays lit until the audio is done playing oh that's cool yeah so
0: is it already lit and then it lights up more or is it just no it's out?
2: so right now it's dark and i'll press it i'll press it right now but it's completely lit right now and then watch
0: watch it that's the yeah. other yeah there it is it's over the way cool. is done that is awesome yeah I just that's cool <laughs> and see
1: that
0: something Addison. like that I, you can yeah you can reuse this equipment that yeah, one day you'll go. I'm going to hold on to this because I can repurpose this. And That's that right. day is this come. was
2: this was in my band box, my <laughs> my actual band box. My big muff pedal was in there. My tuning pedal, my rack tuner, bunch of uh, quarter inch cables. Did you leave the stickers like, on it? Uh, yeah. Did so so this was has stickers? lovely little, uh, not lovely little lonely. What was this? The, I forget what this LL was on it. And then we had a little. I don't, I don't remember why we put play on this, but. It says play here. And then this is LL. I don't remember what that is. London. And is that pronounced Akai? Is that how you would say it? I would, yeah, Akai. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, Over on Friday, another little tidbit, like between my video classes, I was, I was like, you know, I'm going to take some time to myself. So I set up my monitors, like the studio monitors, on one of the machines that's behind me and uh, the other photo teacher she gave me these old midi keyboards and so i set it up and i downloaded i guess uh cakewalk is now owned by band lab something like that but it's free now you don't have to pay for it cool so i downloaded it we got a sequencer on one of those machines because i got a couple of musicians in the class and i thought they'd have fun with it but it reminded me of the Akai, I think was one of the VSTs or the manufacturers oh, okay. of one of those v- VSTs that I would use in the in the olden days. And what does that
2: do instead of is it just synth sounds and stuff? Pretty
0: much. Yeah, there's uh-huh. um piano, synth, electric piano, drums and then I think the other free one is strings, they have strings. Uh-huh. I guess that
2: was just go to GarageBand or something. I wouldn't even think to go. Well, to, yeah, uh, but
0: they're before. all we're all on uh, Windows, so I couldn't do it. I but you're absolutely it, right. Got That's got what it. I was trying to. I put I even put in the search the equivalent uh, cool. GarageBand <laughs> equivalent. Yeah, so we're getting there, getting some music production software going.
2: Neat. Yeah, right.
0: I know things are things are coming together, David.
2: Um, so the band, uh, just, uh, we, we took a week off cause I was really sick last week. If, if anybody heard the interview, you heard why, um, <laughs> but, uh, um, the band played at the Metro right before their Riot Fest set and, uh, they played some incredible deep cuts. You said you saw the tweet earlier. Uh, yeah. they started with what I would say to you now, which was written on the set list as what would, would I say, I say to, you to you now? Yeah. Um, and I just don't find that canon, um but they played mostly deep cuts with only a couple hits uh, strewn about in there. Let me go ahead and read a few of these. All right. Here's the set. What would I say to you now? Clarity, heaven kill pain. Polaris as your new aesthetic. Congratulations. The middle is in the middle of the set. A Sunday five, five, (laughs) five acoustic. Damage, sweetness, something loud, thinking that's all, blister, and then close the show with 23. That's just such an incredible set. Um, yeah, 17, 22, Chicago, Illinois. Um, really, really cool. But yeah, what would I say to you now is apparently the way that they refer to that song. So, uh,
0: yeah, I wonder if they've heard it so much. Yeah, that they just say, you know what, we're gonna go with it.
2: Or I think we even theorized that, like, maybe, um, the, the title was changed after the fact. Uh, and we thought at the time that was. And the we're the ones that are maybe. stuck.
0: We're the ones yeah. stuck in the wrong spot.
2: Or maybe it was written incorrectly <laughs> the first time.
0: Who could know? Right. Maybe <laughs> we'll get know. Jim on the podcast. We can ask him one time.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So, yeah, I don't have much more in terms of housekeeping. Uh, we're rapidly approaching our Phoenix dates. Um, I think we're going to drive, man, because we're going to have the kids with us Four yeah. tickets there and back. It's going to be like 1200 bucks. So um, I'd rather just have our car um, and uh, I think my sister's going to have the kids that night. So we're going to be able to just get a hotel room and like just date night it. So we're going to probably go to dinner, go to the show, stay at a hotel and then uh, roll home the next day. So I'm stoked for that.
0: Awesome, man. I'm glad it's coming together.
2: That's the weekend after a big wedding, and we're going to be gone for like four days from the kids. I'm stoked. Dude. (laughs) Uh, We're going to be in Palm Springs from Thursday to Monday.
0: You might actually start missing them.
2: Who knows? We'll see. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, it was a week here. So anyway, um, shall we jump into stats? Let's do it, man. All right, The song is Clarity from the album of the same name. Uh, it appears upon all editions, believe it or not, the title track does. Uh, this also appeared on the Live at La Scala uh, live show. Um, and here's a little information that I got from the CDR that's listed on Discogs. Um, it is track 10 of 16 on that. Uh, it was a CDR was given to the street team members, comes with a handwritten paper track listing. And uh, it's a street team only CD alive at La Scala in London. One and two are unreleased tracks. That was the middle acoustic and game of pricks. BBC sessions three through 16 are all the live tracks. That's goodbye. Sky Harbor, a praise course, the middle your new aesthetic, lucky Denverment, Get it faster for me. This is heaven. Clarity. Uh, Bleed American. If you don't, don't softer, no sensitivity, blister and sweetness and that is the Discogs listing for that. It's also players on Clarity Live, Lucky Denver Mint single, The Sweetness single, Jimmy Eat World DVD EP, The Mississippi Nights, it's track 9 of 19 on there, and on Discogs. So here's what I found out. Uh, this was recorded September 16th, 2001 in St. Louis, Missouri, but because it's the venue was on the Mississippi River, which is why it was called Mississippi Nights, um, I forget who, I feel like somebody in the, in the chat, in the Facebook messenger chat, hit us up with that information. Um, That's a small group of old school fans that were lucky enough to be uh, uh, involved with there on the Facebook messenger. Um, So also on a pop culture press sampler, uh, number eight of their samplers, it's track 18 of 21 on that, uh, with other bands such as, I'm trying to find Anybody that we would have maybe heard of, yikes, ecstasy. I feel (laughs) like maybe I'd heard of xtc. Um, Darren Murphy, Nixon's Head, Gretchen Phillips, First Slide, Mucho Macho. That's a great name. Mm. Um, but yeah, not a lot of information here or uh, bands that I've heard of, but that's a comp that came out in '99. Number eight version of that comp and then of course the phoenix sessions uh and it was track 12 of 13 there it's 12 of 13 on the album proper uh this was released february 23rd 99 produced by mark trombino and jim and jimmy eat world recorded at sound city van nuys california clear lake audio in north hollywood uh i recently sent you a picture from sound city because i was what was it i was driving keaton around that was one of those days in the valley and not this most recent heat wave but previous to this was another like heat wave i kept posting on the discord it was like 116 here in the valley or something crazy like that Stupid. and i was stupid. just driving around keaton was asleep in the car because i had the air conditioning on Wes was at a birthday party and we were in van nuys so i was just like i guess i'll just go see where sound city is and it was literally like behind the dealership where i bought my car <laughs>
0: Right, yeah. (laughs) Once you turn left after you go down the street, turn left, and it's right there on the right. Yeah, Um, yeah. Maybe one or two buildings.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So you've been down there, huh? And it's
0: yeah, I did when they did um, when uh, the Foo Fighters put out that video. I was like, you know, I go down here. I just I just turned left onto Roscoe Mm -hmm. before that. Now I just turned right for a couple of feet, turned left down that street.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, Galpin Ford—that's where I got my last couple of yeah, cars. Um, yeah, you know what's really good though is the Galpin Ford has a, um, a coffee shop, and it is straight up like an old school Norms slash Denny's slash Fred style coffee shop, and it's so shitty but so good. Like, Are you very- talking
0: about? Wait, so Galpin on the Galpin. south side—the
2: one with the restaurant—it is on the north side of Roscoe. The uh, Galpin Ford is yeah, on that yeah. side too. Yeah. Right. You'd okay. Be across yeah. You're right. The street from the, the
0: the the horseless carriage that restaurant yeah, uh-huh. that's right yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. The op- opposite right. that is a uh, is another Galpin. I think it's the it's their high performance Galpin.
2: Yeah, Galpin thing. Autosports. That's where right. um, Westside Customs I think became Galpin Autosports.
0: Yeah. There's a Starbucks right in there, and I would always see people going that worked at the Galpin on the north side, uh-huh. crossing the street there at that intersection yep. getting the starbucks and coming back yeah over.
2: we had a family a friend of a family member worked at galpin jaguar or whatever is over there <laughs> and uh and so we ended up buying our or leasing our first ford from them via him but he was at the jaguar dealership it was like all yeah. kind of weird <laughs> um and then when we ended up buying when we re- returned that lease we ended up buying our car and it was also from Galpin ford anyway um Written by Jimmy World, singer is Jim. Jim also plays percussion on this track. At least that's what's listed on uh, some of the liner notes. Um, this is a Capitol Records release. Turkey on Rye music, according to ASCAP. Um, demo. It is track 8 of 13 on the demos. So yes, there is a demo. We will listen to it. Uh, they have played the song uh-huh. 58 times in concert as of this recording. First time they played it was December 5th, 1997 at Skaters World, Roller Rink in Wayne, New Jersey. Most recently, they played it September 7th at the Metro. Uh, Notable high notes of A4 and G-sharp 4, no notable low notes. 112.8 thousand listeners scrabbled this 547.1 thousand times, 21 of which were for me. How many times have you scrabbled this track, Justin? Uh,
0: 193. Good Lord. I know. And this was one of those tracks that, um, I knew I was getting to the end of the album once I heard it after Blister. Um, and I was like, oh, okay, all yeah. right. I like the song. I sing along to Blister. Clarity was ch- one ch- of those that was, yeah, the, the ch- 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 it threw me yeah. off so much because it was so, it seemed so dissonant for being uh-huh. a song called Clarity at, that oh, the chords, yeah. And, and so this, this track was one of those, of this entire album, which I listened to a whole hell of a lot. This one seemed to be one of the least, I would I would pursue it the least. I liked Goodbye Sky Harbor because I I realized at that point, hey, I've got about 16 minutes for whatever design work that I'm working on. I, I you know <laughs> until I start the album over. But Clarity is just because it was so and then the yeah. chords that they played, which is remarked in the wiki or I'm sorry in the Wikipedia page, um the alternative tuning. It just this one track really threw me off on this album. But I still listen to it a lot, almost 200 times.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think I could hear that. Like, this is the more static prevails side of clarity.
0: Yeah, than the yeah, that's Americans a great way of clarity, putting right? it.
2: What's the Spotify numbers look like on this track?
0: They look like this. Um, one I'm sorry, 1,291,000. Same amount of listens as Goodbye Sky Harbor. Oh. Um, and the just for reference they're all about that the other tracks like lucky number mint 4.5 million so it's up there people get through this album
2: nice yeah um and then lastly we have the structure it's an e major key uh 12b camera 107 bpm uh 403 duration and uh and then we, i suppose we can get into lyrics if you'd like
0: yeah let's do this uh and i think because jim had s- spreads these lyrics out so much that i don't reading back on these lyrics when I was doing the research and kind of annotating again, one of those tracks I couldn't tell you in maybe deep in the deep and down. That is what I remember. But aside from that, every one of these lyrics is brand new to me. (laughs) (laughs) So here I'll go, I'll go verse. I'll, I'll just do the whole verse. Here we go. This is clarity. I'll take your words as if you were talking to me. So say what I know you'll say, say it through your teeth. And I think Jim's saying, I'm going to accept these words from you that you really don't want to say. You'll say these words with regret. I think that's when muttering anything through your teeth. Yes, I I will do this. You're saying it with, in his eyes, it it, with regret. Uh, And then the pre-chorus is now in the deep and down, your heart moves. Now in the deep and down, I don't know how but I know I want out.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: and I think Jim here is saying deep down, he realizes he is no longer in love. He wants out of this relationship, but he's just not sure at this moment uh how to achieve it. It's tough, man. Which is we're really playing into this song title already. I and love
2: the harmonies on your heart moves. It, Moves.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And uh you think that's Jim harmonizing with himself then?
2: Yeah, I think so. I think he's doing a low and a high. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't think Tom gets up that high. And now we're already in the chorus here. Wait wait for something better. Will I know when it can be us? Wait for something better. Maybe that doesn't mean us. Now, maybe a small piece of him still wants to wait it out. Hope for better. Right. A few years, a few albums later, will this be together or does it mean somebody else? Like, are we going to be is this us? Does this mean us or is this do I just wait for something better? That doesn't mean us like it, it, it's he's doing this, this thought in his head, this balance, balancing act of. Well, um, well, I'm going to wait for something better. Does that mean that's going to be us in the future or does that mean somebody else? Wait for something better. I shouldn't. It's not enough. Pull one excuse from another. Me, 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 now, <laughs> see how dissonant it is? It's just I suppose, and it's very yeah. it, it's very jimmy. It's very jimmy world. And like you said, stack totally. Prevails is the perfect way to to put this. If if there's one one track that sounds so much like Sack Prevails, it's it's Clarity. Um, and now I think he's just questioning himself whether or not he should wait. It, it's not worth it, and he's just fooling himself in the end. I shouldn't. It's not enough. I'm gonna just make one excuse after another just to keep doing this again and again. And then it comes with uh, at this point for verse two. Is it just the bass? Or is that um, guitar? Uh, I thinking? it's
2: almost like a marching snare too. Oh,
0: you're right. Okay, so we come it's kind back. Kind of into, lucky
2: Denver minty. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but I can still, I can hear that, whatever it is, if it's a, the lower guitar or if it's a higher bass, but... <laughs> there it is. <laughs> <laughs> and with pride, keep every failure in. And with pride, hold on to your sinking. In order... Psycho. <laughs> in order to show we're not weak, hold in each flaw, each failure, your shortcomings. That's what we're doing. With pride, you're going to keep every failure. You're not going to show your weakness. With pride, you're going to you're going to hold this in. You're going to hold on to your sinking feeling, your sinking thoughts. Everything, you know, you the fact that you're you're you your entire relationship is sinking. You not you're not going to give them that I'm not going to give them that, Uh, the the fact that they can see me falling apart here. Yeah. I'm holding in with my pride. And then the the pre-chorus goes again, same pre-chorus, then the same chorus. So pull one excuse from another. But now, Jim says, this time it means stop. (laughs) And (laughs) yet another one of those dissonant parts. Uh, He's reached that moment. Now, this is that moment of clarity where the song title, I feel, plays into this track once and for all, and it's time he put it to a stop. This time it means stop. Um, Pull one excuse from another, this time it means us. We're going to stop. It's us, we're stopping, and that's it. Uh, The chorus plays through again, and this time it ends with that same lyric, this time it means stop. And it's the way that it ends is so... I, th- I feel like the way that it ends, would you could only really feel it if you saw them play this live. Yeah. The way that they're just playing this together. And I imagine maybe Tom's, Tom's bent over and then Jim's almost bent yeah, over. Of
2: course want yeah.
0: Yeah. Tiny shoes. <laughs> and then it just cuts. And then you hear that. Mm-hmm. So it's very, I mean, the, the song starts almost at full speed and then ends at full speed. Yeah. And it's almost unrelenting in that in that time in between. There's at verse two. I feel like there's a little bit of a break with the march, and then they I think they maybe drop one of the guitars out, and it just feels like it's a little bit of. Aside from that moment, the song is just really chugging along the whole time.
2: Yeah. Um, so there you have and, it. Yeah, what a jam, man. Ah. Um, so you wanted to talk about? I mean, maybe you already mentioned it, but you wanted to talk about the.
0: Yes. I don't think it's it's so atypical. Well, I, I don't say that. Like you can listen to Lucky Denver Mint and sing along. You can hear the guitar, and you know, oh, okay, that's going to be a a B minor, A, and a G. Uh, this sounds like something I could hear on the radio. This song does not sound like something that you would hear on the radio. <laughs> okay. It doesn't, and it's it's almost one of those where once you feel like you've gotten into it, you just can't settle. It's unsettling in the way that they've that they've uh, musically. Captured this track and I feel like that's maybe that's what's so jarring for me listening to it from start to finish is that I can't ever
2: static prevail side of yeah the song
0: yeah I don't feel like I can get comfortable I don't feel like I can really uh, like I probably wouldn't be singing or humming this to myself yeah it might be stuck in my head but I don't know if I'd go (laughs) and even that is him is him you know singing out yeah it's not it's not like a a low little easy melody that, that's up there. So yeah, I, I would say that this this song is just so uh I, and that's probably why they do it. I mean it's toward the end. It's almost to that last track, that last 16 minute opus. Yeah it's a it's a big boy, the clarity.
2: So um I'm light on uh, on um, research this week, but I did okay. want to take from Jim's blurb on the track by track that they did. When uh, this was in in 2009, they went on the Clarity 10 tour and they did a track by track. And we usually read from this uh, for each track. And this is what Jim had to say about Clarity, the title track. I don't know what made us start messing around with alternate guitar tunings. Maybe reading guitar magazine interviews with Sonic Youth. Heaven and Clarity are played in an open E tuning where you strum all the guitar strings open to make an E chord clarity seemed like a good title track. It was a period for the band. When things were coming together, we felt like we were starting to sound like our own band instead of like our record collections. It feels, it felt like we had set the bar higher for ourselves. So that's what Jim had to say for uh, the song clarity.
0: I did grab a couple of things from Wikipedia. Yeah. And this is what they said on that. Uh, There were two spots. The first says, the title track, Clarity, includes alternative tunings, as you just mentioned, that open E. Adkins said the band sounded unique and were not a representation of their record collections. As such, Clarity was chosen as the title track. So there you go. Right there. His admission that this track is very, Mm -hmm. it's very unique and different from everything else. Uh, North County Times staff writer Stephen Rubin said Jimmy World deliver razor sharp hooks and powerful melodies by draping infinite textures over a few simple chords, and that the compelling guitar structures of the title track help dissociate Jimmy World from the Blink One Eighty Twos of the world.
2: <laughs> nice. You want to do some Jimmy Pod Theater? Yeah, let's do it, man. Hit right. me, Mike Glita. Yeah, uh, has, And I don't think we've read this one, which is good, uh, which is pretty fun. So. Check this out. Uh, I'll read. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Which one do you want to read? Because there's only two lines here, but the second is really long.
0: Um, I'll read the second one. <laughs> All right,
2: sweet. So I'll start. All
0: right. For me. Did, are you sending it to me? Wait, wait. Are you gonna send oh, it to me? I
2: sent it to Susie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Susie. Come on, Susie. Read your part. All right, okay. <laughs> All right, here we go. For me.
0: This is heaven. Hear you me. Enjoy this Spotify playlist featuring one song from each album. Closing disclaimer, these albums are studio non-compilation albums and no EP singles are included. Are you listening?
2: <laughs> and the, so that's how the article ended, actually, uh, in that they just included uh, uh, a, a playlist at the end. Right. So, oh, yeah, um, so yeah, now that's I, I uh, Mike had to say about that.
0: Where is the UNF Spinnaker? My Spinnaker. Where is this from?
2: Uh, Where's UNF? University of North Florida?
0: That's what I thought too. All right. That makes sense. (laughs) There's a (laughs) Boatsman, a Spinnaker. It's a boat. Uh, This is from uh, Album Review Clarity by Sydney Shatani, Program Director, July 24th, 2020. Uh, They went on to say Clarity, the title track, is one of the most vulnerable, lyrically speaking. The lyrics appear to be a conversation between a couple verging on a breakup, with the verses and choruses switching between their two perspectives. The chorus is especially impressive, touching on the frustrations and hesitations that a breakup inevitably brings to the parties involved. Wait for something better. Will I know when it can be us? Wait for something better. Maybe that doesn't mean us. Wait for something better. I shouldn't. It's not enough. Pull one excuse from another. (laughs) The guitar work and clarity is particularly impressive as well, adding emphasis onto the desperation the lyrics portray. Nice. Yeah, UNF Spinnaker, baby. Now, let's see. I did come across this, The New Fury, which I believe is a band. And they're doing a track-by-track And this is from 2017, May 24th. It's a six-minute read here. Uh, Rising alt-rockers seasonal discuss Jimmy World's clarity. And so they go track by track, and this is what this little band had to say. So I think they're just trying to do a little bit of inspiration of the band. In fact, let me go ahead and read the beginning. Uh, given the recent events in Manchester that left many concert goers worldwide reeling, the power of live music is more important now than ever. The kind of music What's, that what makes What was you that tr-
2: in regards to... Is that, that Eagles the Death Metal?
0: Yeah, I believe that was. Okay. That, yeah, because I was looking at... That was a heavy moment. That was 2017, about... Yeah, was it? S- five years For ago. For some reason,
2: it feels like longer ago, but also not.
0: Right, I know. It feels like time is just <laughs> stretched so so thin.
2: Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead.
0: Okay. Uh, the kind of music that makes you feel feel uh, truly alive is even more vital. One song can change the world. And in this case of Guildford UK's Seasonal, that's the band, their new EP Bloom is doing just that. While comparisons to Deaf Havana and Taking Back Sunday might be the more obvious ones, it's on tracks like EP Open or Certainty that they're making a name for themselves with the kind of anthemic pop-influenced rock that broke aforementioned bands. Even better is the band's mutual love of Jimmy World, specifically the band's 1999 album Clarity, While that band's commercial success arrived on their next two records, it's Clarity that remains one of the most influential pop-punk emo records of the 90s. Seasonal is here to do a track-by-track of the album, which we totally love. Any band influenced by that record is worth a listen. Check it out below, as well as the band's music video for certainty. So this is what they had to say for Clarity. Clarity maintains the rockier edge of the record and is a fantastic title track. The chorus guitar hook is just so punchy and catchy. Lyrically. It's about a relationship that is not working out. And it's just saying, stop making excuses to not end it. A moment of clarity. So they gave it, and this I'll just do the roundup here. Uh, so that's the Roundup of Clarity by Jimmy World from our point of view. The band have had a profound impression on all of our musical tastes from a young age. So it's only fair to give them the review they deserve. 11 out of 10. <laughs> Very fitting.
2: 11, 11 out of 10. Uh-huh. That's,
0: uh... Yeah. Uh, I also did, so I... Uh, Happened upon this. This was from, I guess this was cached content, but still, this is from 2001. Punktastic. The site no longer exists. I'll give you the overview here. When the number of pun- I Punktastic members. I remember member-
2: this site, I feel like.
0: Yeah. Uh, when the number of Punktastic members stood at three, the team decided that their fourth member had to be the living embodiment of the word punk itself. Unfortunately, after years of endless searching, all they could find was a guy from Uni. Uh, whose hair was a bit punk and whose English skills were all right. Hence, Mark joined the punk crew sailing the seas of punk related stuff. So, this must be from Mark. And uh, this is from October 31st, 2001. Jimmy World Clarity. There are few bands, very few bands, who can stir the emotions of a listener like Jimmy World can. Their style of songwriting might not be as instant and catchy as bands such as the Get Up Kids, but they stand with them at the forefront of the current emo scene. Th- this, then, is Clarity, Jimmy World's. Third studio album, which was released in 1999. What is instantly noticeable from the album is that it is an advancement on the sound the band produced in 96's Static Prevails. So they go on to talk about a couple of the tracks. And then at the very end of this, Mark says, Clarity will not win over everybody on its first listen. However, I strongly advise everyone give it a chance as it has so much hidden depth and beauty. Better than Static Prevails? Definitely. Oof. Uh, better than Bleed American? Probably. A classic without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, title track clarity follows a slow verse, fast chorus template, but is anything but predictable. So that's the little blurb there on Punktastic.
2: Love that. I've got a blurb Love here. Love um, Hit me. Uh, consequence of Sound? They talk about how uh, the Jewishness of a record, and they mention the song. For better or worse, uh, uh, this is obviously they're talking about the album Clarity here. For better or worse, this album stamped them with the emo label, and so, yeah, you can find proof everywhere. The title tracks, Wait for Something Better, Will I Know When It Can Be Us, Maybe That Doesn't Mean Us, Lucky Denver Mint with You're Not Bigger Than This, Not Better, Why Can't You Learn? Or just the entirety of A Sunday or Crush. So as a consequence that blurb.
0: I did come across a tweet that had this track I or at least the album in it. did you come across this one this was from September 23rd 2019 and the band is doing they're they're promoting surviving uh, announcing our 10th studio album so that's one of six. And then the next couple of tweets is, I realized that I wouldn't be who I am today unless everything happened exactly the way it did. I can listen back to our records and hear that maybe I was trying to tell myself some things before, but didn't really want to let them in. Our 1999 album was Clarity, but I really wasn't on a quest for Clarity when we put that out. The crux of the decision is, am I going to do something different, or am I going to continue even though I hate who I am right now? That's the difference between surviving and truly living, that's the point of the songs on surviving. So reference back to their old days. Who who said that? This is Who's, the Jimmy World account. So I imagine that, okay. it was Jim or it had to be Jim. Or Zach, yeah. Yeah, just by using that I, I
2: assume it was Jim. Yeah, that's true. Um, I do have other tweets if we're going to do that. Um, oh,
0: I, yeah, I, I just had that in my. I, I don't usually find tweets. I think you're better at finding them. So go ahead if yeah, you want to sure. do a couple more Here's tweets. Here's what Zach
2: said February 23rd in 2019. I just listened to Clarity all the way through for the first time in I don't know how long. So much gratitude for the people that believed in us then. Not many. And how many helped us make that album happen Mark Trombino, Craig Aronson, Lauren Israel, uh, Jorge Hinojosa, Afterstatic Prevails Bombed, and our holy shit. We're on a major label and we're just going to be <laughs> huge and run shit. Balloon was rightly popped. We had no business being on Capitol, and they barely had any idea who we were even after Static was released. Imagine, and you are, how can I help you? David Spade character on SNL, and it's got a gif of David Spade on SNL being the receptionist. Um, that said, we we're very lucky to be able to make another album that we knew it would be uh, very likely be our last. With the res- resources of a major label budget, we loaded up the plate and the last call at a buffet like the uh last call at a buffet after the album was done it was pretty strong we had a pretty strong sense that the release of the album was in jeopardy we released that EP with Denver Mint on it just to test the waters, and we were not sure that swayed them at all. It would have been entirely possible that Clarity could have been shelved and us dropped, and that would have been that. But Craig Aronson was a tenacious man and decided to send Lucky Denver Mint to K Rock, even though the album hadn't yet been put on the release schedule. As uh, much to everyone's surprise, Uh, especially Perry Watts, Russell and Gary Gersh. K-Rock added Lucky Denver Mint to the rotation and Capital was forced to put out the album even though they had no marketing plan or release date, lol. The week Clarity was released, Lucky Denver Mint dropped from the rotation at K-Rock, but by then we were just lucky to have it out. Here we are 20 years later and it's pretty cool how it all worked out. XOXO Exo, and then uh there's some responses that zach uh sent out fire tools says static and clarity are timeless classics they mean so freaking much to me i saw you play at a church outside dc when you were touring post clarity and it made such a huge impact on me thank you for everything and zach says i think i remember that show that was a fun tour <laughs> Were we with jebediah and uh they did not respond <laughs> it just kind (laughs) of what's funny is fire tools is a, a verified account so i just don't know uh who's fire tools let's see fire tools new age music for headphones personal mixing mastering remixes production uh they don't have that many followers yeah i don't know they just like we're like yeah i guess zach tweeted i mean whatever uh blake fisher says albums that seem to influence an entire Generation of bands and musicians don't come along very often. Clarity is definitely one of them. And Zach says, thanks, dude. Um, And that's about it for that tweet in particular from Zach. Um, Is there anything else? Listening to Clarity for the first time ever on vinyl, he says, February 23rd, 2020. Uh, Let's see if he goes on. Really wish I could have taken notes or pictures of my setups on each song. Only thing for table for glasses I know for sure is that the ride was a 22-inch Zildjian Ping ride. Snare sounds like my 70s. Acrylite. The Lucky Denver Mint, two drum parts. The loop snare was definitely acrylite. The big rock snare was maybe Trombino's Black Beauty, but I don't remember. That ending was all Trombino cutting it up. Master. It's a trip to listen back and realize how differently I play some of the parts live while I'm thinking I'm playing what's on the record. Gotta walk the dog. Maybe I can finish later. Sunday snare is definitely Mark's black beauty. No question. Damn. Jim sings his ass off on this thing. Static Jim to clarity. Jim was something to behold. Wow. High chimey bridge guitar part and crush that no one plays live shrug or a uh, face uh, uh face palm. Um, Ten, more double drum part. Loop part sounds like acro for sure. Uh, Mark's program drum percussion on ten is bonkers. Dude is a magician. Fireworks made a huge jump from demo demo to album. We double-timed the chorus in V2, made a massive improvement. That was a Craig Aronson note. R.I.P. Craig Aronson. Totally forgot about the triangle on heaven. LOL. Gotta be acro light again for the snare. End of heaven was like, okay, cool. Uh, Him... Uh, okay, cool. Jim plays piano now. <laughs> Blister feels slow. Tom <laughs> singing his ass off, though. Wish I could do this is Clarity over again. It's fine, but yeah. Uh, so this is Clarity again. I, I think it's just a typo. I think he just wishes he could play the drums on Clarity again. Uh, the song. Favorite thing to record on this album was the Shaker on Goodbye Sky Harbor. Ending was put together by Jim and Mark. I wasn't there. The Plan was to re-record the same outro part until the two... Inch tape ran out, double drumming at the end. Uh, one part was recorded slow, so it took me 30 minutes to record. Mark would hit record and leave the control room to play Arkanoid in the kitchen Sound City until we got the take. Okay, that was fun. Thanks for reading and listening all these years. <laughs>
0: Arkanoid, <laughs> uh, huh?
2: <laughs> yeah, I love Arkanoid. We talked about that on uh yeah. some episode. Uh, let's see. It's weird how different albums hit futures sold the best by far, but there's this weird deep connection with clarity. It hasn't sold anywhere near as much as futures over time, but there's a reservoir connection to clarity that is hard to measure and surprises us. Still pray hands goes to show that measurable results are sometimes misleading. Intangible connections are just as powerful. If not more. Uh, A little bit more here. Sweetness. We actually recorded this for Clarity, and when the album was already done, but Capitol Records didn't think it was a very good song, so we (laughs) saved it for the next album. Whoops. (laughs) Um, Oh, shit. The Clarity Phoenix Session audio is up. Some song versions on this guy are better than the album, in my opinion. Jim Adkins mixed his ass off on this one. Uh, Anything else? He says, consider this our Taylor's version, so please listen to it as much as possible. And that's probably true. They probably get way more publishing on that version of the release than the uh than the other version so i would say yeah everyone should uh give the phoenix sessions a spin um Mm -hmm. (laughs) he does say he retweeted himself and said taylor's version of clarity um and uh he was asking if people are more stoked for clarity or futures clarity era rest stop hangs were the best photo by paul drake if you haven't yet smashed that link hashtag uh jimmy and it's a picture of him uh and ricky birch doing mm. some ultimate frisbee shit yeah um <laughs> and then anything else cool here here's a photo of myself and mark trombino playing together at the troubadour in 99 during a jimmy Eat world show mark played the double drum parts on clarity with me live this is the only time we did this that's fucking cool um anything else we hit the jackpot when we got a similar score on clarity while working temp jobs in between tours also music writers that use the decimal points in their numeric scores for art deserve to be dead broke and he is retweeting this guy steve hayden i'm sorry to point this out but do you know who gets 3.1 these days people like imagine jargons and ed sheeran they are rich aspire to a 3.1 so this is him taking a screen cap of somebody named Dent May says, "Music writers, indie musicians are struggling to make ends meet. Wow, so sad. Also, music writers. This album sucks. Three point one out of ten. Better luck <laughs> next time. LOL. Jeez. Um, so, <laughs> salt, salt, uh, salt bay, salt. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know. Um, well, here's a cool one. January nineteenth, twenty twenty-one, from Zach. With clarity in our minds, we made that album with the mindset that it was likely to be the end of the road for us. That." Uh, this would be the last opportunity to make an album with the benefit of major label budget. It was YOLO energy every day damn the consequences and we made it without the impression that anyone label small fan base had been waiting on the edge of their seat to see what we'd been up to we didn't feel any expectations it was fuck it this might as well be uh this might be it so let's just throw the kitchen sink at this (laughs) with futures we were in a position to make an album in a completely different context in every way first XPSO. he goes on we read this during the futures episode but um yeah uh it's an, uh regarding futures it's an album i personally look back on with mostly pride that we made it uh through all that and made an album that we are still 1000 percent proud of um and uh yeah i don't know i'm trying to scrub through i mean obviously zach has said so many things about clarity lots of it is kind of like regurgitating the same talking points right uh, so yeah maybe i won't go too much more into it but uh yeah i'm noticing my voice is doing all this weird uh Timbery stuff. So I'm kind of letting it go down <laughs> here like this <laughs> Um, yeah. Uh, and you know, lots of the same talking points on the Jimmy World Twitter. I think you found like probably the best one. Uh here's February 23rd, 2014. Happy 15th birthday to this guy. May, uh, maybe we'll play some of these songs tonight, Winky Face. Um, and uh yeah. <laughs> yeah, even a tweet from the band's account. This is our Taylor's version of Clarity. Uh, <laughs> I would be stoked to hear Taylor's version of Clarity. Right. <laughs> Wouldn't that be cool? Jed would probably yes. like die. <laughs> anyway, oh, yeah. so that's uh, that's our Twitter uh, thing. Uh, real quick, I know we probably have articles and stuff, but we tend to forget. Should we listen to the demo? Oh, yeah.
0: Before we forget, yeah, because I know we are. If we say we're going to listen to it forget. later, we will oh, forget. We'll forget, baby.
2: <laughs> uh, all right. Let me, let me pull this up here. And uh, I'm going to dial my volume down here. Let's take a listen to the Clarity demo. Oh boy. So dry. Yeah. Whoa,
0: <laughs> underwater. This is art, okay?
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: Oh cool, so they, the
0: they didn't use that vocal effect again. Yeah, right? Yeah.
2: Oh, boy. Board. Wow, fade. Just. Wow. <laughs> Thank you, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> that was unexpected. I was yeah, waiting for him to go.
1: This time it means stop.
2: But nope. Nope. Board fade right out. Board fade. Yeah, we get it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Sweet. So uh, there's the yeah. demo.
0: Uh, I, I did also. Have we mentioned finding emo that podcast at all? Does that sound familiar to you?
2: I'm familiar with the podcast. I don't know if we've mentioned it or not.
0: Okay, uh, this happens to be two years ago, episode 001, Clarity by Jimmy World. Uh, oh, I a,
2: remember a, this. A, then I remember at least it being a thing, and I was like, oh, let me check this out.
0: Yeah, they have. It's pretty cool. Um, on this inaugural episode of the podcast, the guys go track by track through Jimmy at World's 1999 masterpiece, Clarity, and talk about how it influenced a generation of bands. Show notes. Clarity's 10-year anniversary post by Jim Atkins and Zach Lind. Uh Mark Trombino's credits in Wikipedia, Sound City documentary. Uh Chase This Light is criminally cheap to purchase. And more specifically, Saving Private Ryan was the last film edited on 35mm to win an Oscar for editing. That's right. I
2: remember that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, they do talk about it at one hour and 10 minutes in. Did you want to listen to it a little bit? Yeah, yeah, please. Okay. So this is I'm going to go to about one one hour, nine minutes and 44 seconds.
2: Sweet. Yeah. Nice. All
3: right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's weird that this is the title track it because it's, it, it almost—if you were listening to the song from front to back, it doesn't feel album like the... from front to back. Who cares at this point what the title track is? I mean, you've already been bl- yeah. your mind has been blown, and then you're just at the <laughs> second to last song. They're like, oh, and by the way, this title track. So, yeah, it doesn't feel like a title <laughs> track to me. Nope. I agree. Yeah, but so why? 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 Oh, who what, knows? Was the album named after the song? Song after the album? Any? Anybody, I never, any I never found anything
2: that? that said why. I don't think the word clarity is in clarity. The song. Can you do a quick fact check on us? I'm gonna check uh, right now, Kyle. What's really weird is that it's the only song that doesn't have the lyrics on Apple Music. Really, it's like they don't want us to know. They don't want us to know. I don't think it has the word clarity in it.
3: I'm, this song's got a a, a pretty swinging bass line, by the way.
2: It does. Yeah, that is a that's a good good point. I feel like Rick, their bassist, is just a solid. Like you don't, you know, he's not flashy at all. I don't feel like there's almost anything. But then the few times he's like, "No, I'm gonna do something cool on this one." He like, really, oh yeah, clarity's in it. It is. Yeah, because the end, the 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 uh, the why are you my remedy? Um, why are you my clarity? Okay, like, that's right. You know, okay. Again, it doesn't repeating. sound right. The repeating. Yeah, I probably just <laughs> yeah. didn't understand that he was saying that because Jim did not enunciate as much on the clarity yeah. album as he has in the <laughs> album since
3: he didn't. That's just yeah, that's cri- if, that, our, that's if our if our love is tragedy.
2: Why are oh, yeah. you my remedy? If our love's insanity, what why song are, you are they? Okay, I, I don't see, know I what they're talking
0: about. That sounds like a good pop, good some good pop good punk song.
3: Yeah. Um, eh, These guys should do this for a living. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> they should. No, well, they could be famous.
0: That's the song by Zed Amazing. Called Clarity or what? Yeah. remedy
2: Trombino
0: so then they go on to that last, the last Love track it. there. So, it's, you
2: know, really getting in the weeds. Uh, I mean, are we any better?
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> dude, we, uh, yeah, every episode, what is it? Fact check us up and down. It's it's why people uh, yell out their stereo. Fact check right? me, baby. Yeah. Yeah, that song by Zed is that, you
2: my remedy. It's
0: one of those pop songs. I think Zed's the, I don't know if it's,
2: it's I don't not know obvious, it, the but that line. sounds cool. I dig it.
0: Yeah, it's a cool song. Yeah, it's a cool song. <laughs> So that's what I got for uh, all my track notes.
2: Sweet. Um, shall we jump into community?
0: Yes, yes. Um, Where you got? In fact, can I start this off because I think this is a good segue into community. This is, and do you want to? Do you want to um, watch together, me?
2: Oh yeah. Let me let me hit you.
0: This is uh, what is this? Four hundred fifty-four seconds. That's going to be seven and a half minutes in. So this is a guy. It's called Running Punks. Is the name of his YouTube channel.
2: Is he he the running review? Yeah. Okay. I saw this guy. Okay. Yeah. I'm stoked.
0: (laughs) Okay. Good. It's good. I I love it. Um. So I think he's doing the whole album as he's running. But this is the portion. I think it's seven minutes. We'll go seven and a half minutes in. Oh, that's cats and dogs. There. Where's my guy here? (laughs) Okay. Seven and a half minutes in. Where are you, buddy? All right, let's see. And he's going to talk this halfway. He's he, he gets, he's he's introduced a couple of, I guess, uh, jokes. And I think he's talking about pancakes and, and enjoying pancakes. So I think you have to kind of understand okay, that. Okay, yeah, when he gets I have context. Yeah, yeah, the context. Hey, so let's just jump into this part
4: here. Something being nice. It's just like the taste of your own mouth. Hang on, this is weird. This song, I can hear the lyrics really clearly and it sounds like he's singing about America so yeah, he's singing about something that applies to all America rather than a personal emotion and he's making it really clear that's weird that's so bizarre Didn't Jimmy Eat World find more success when they did the album Bleed America so when they, like this song seem to be speaking on behalf of a nation rather than an individual's person individual's worries, concerns not even that individuals relationship problems i'm guessing there's something in that, isn't it because he sounds like a more confident band and my running has picked up now i feel like he's singing about america (laughs) that's cool i'm enjoying that i'm enjoying that it's almost as if the track running order of this album is in order of how they wrote it and recorded it because there's a more confident band now A much more confident sounding band and i'm really loving it i'm really loving it i'm running faster I'm in the rain, it's 7 in the morning, everyone else is asleep, I'm just shouting my head off, I am the first pancake, yes, everything is more confident, the guitar playing, the singing, he was just like, "Ah!" yes, I love it, The cruise ship is coming back, the first pancake is the best, come on, come on, let's keep running, yes, the guitar playing is more confident, everything, yes boys, oh yeah look at that that's my spider's web oh come on i know what to expect with this song i know this is the last one
0: so then he gets (laughs) so he's talking about a cruise ship and the first pancake is the best
1: (laughs) wow (laughs) but you can hear that uh, moment
0: when he go when he he thinks that uh, jim's singing about america but that's when he gets into
2: clarity right, yeah. the track <laughs> I'm so
0: happy that's pretty
2: good ah <laughs> <Very laughs> enjoyable
0: ah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was running punks Woo! okay
2: oh man <laughs>
0: i like that guy
2: here is uh here here you know you know you know i gotta give it up to my boy right here i'm gonna put him here in uh in the community section so and so hello my name is mark Coppice, clarity. i'm
0: playing a band called blink 182 Congratulations, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight, you are going to be pleased with a live performance of Jimmy Eat World's seminal album, Clarity, from 1999. It is one of the best albums ever recorded
4: of any genre in the history of time. This album changed everything that I thought that music could or should be. It changed the way that I thought about what Blink-182 should be. It... <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> LA, <laughs> man. For the airplane. Yeah. <laughs> we're all on a flight path yeah <laughs> like mark it inspired dozens if not scores of bands
4: it is one of the great moments of recorded history
0: the music the songwriting the production the performance the lyrics the sounds Everything about it is a masterpiece. And now you get to watch it live. Well la de fucking da I've been rocking this shit since nineteen ninety nine. Welcome to the party.
2: <laughs>
0: Hell yeah, man. So good. <laughs> well
2: said, Mark. So good. Couldn't have said it better myself.
0: Oh damn. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Alright. What else do you got for community? Let's see. I'm gonna
0: <sighs> um Okay. Uh, first thing, let's do uh, three years ago, ticket two forty on Reddit. Uh, Clarity track by track breakdown. Let's see what they said about this track. This has
2: got to be the uh, the the band, Jim. right? Or no?
0: Yeah, yeah, you're right. This is okay. This is what yeah. you read earlier.
2: Yeah. Uh,
0: if I it's from the it website, while. Yeah. yes. And then let's see. Did anyone else say anything? Yes. That's that's that. Now the next one would be Ella Bella Madella. Two years ago, dear Clarity. Um, what did she say? Did I put in a title track here? Here we go. That's where it was. Uh, I'm sorry. For way too long, I let my lack of connection with Table for Glasses and that you were the album before I discovered the band, so I didn't have that new album excitement for you. Stop my stop me exploring you, and I was wrong. Um, I see what she's saying. It's a long parenthetical there. Uh, I was so very wrong. Sure, I've had the album for years and years, and I thought you had some good songs. Blister, A Sunday, Lucky Denver Mint, but I kind of just would skip over your songs when they shuffled through. I always listen to things on Shuffle, always have. It wasn't until I joined this subreddit just over a year ago that I decided to really listen to the songs that everyone kept raving about, like Just Watch the Fireworks and For Me This Is Heaven. And it wasn't until the week before surviving that I did the album challenge and just let you play in full while I actually paid attention. That morning, I had my mind blown. I'd realized how important it was to actually listen to an album in full. You are so good, and I was an idiot. The title (laughs) track is brilliant, and it quickly slid into my favorite Jew tracks. I even liked Table for Glasses when I listened to it properly. So this is my apology slash love letter to you. You rock. And now I'm gonna try to make Chase this light work for me too. (laughs) Nice. Yes, so well said there. Uh, The last thing I I have in here... Is it's very lengthy, uh, but I think if you want to go back as a fan, if you are in the Jimmy Eat World fans Facebook group, this was from Alex Kyle and his post from December 4th, 2019 Clarity and Invented Secret Sisters. So he's been oh, <laughs> I think
2: remember we've read this before,
0: yes. Um, uh, so then he goes through for he goes, Firstly, there's a huge, important, common element with both Clarity and Invented Mark Trembino, Some of you will know, maybe some of you. Will not, but whatever your opinion, I don't see how you could argue about the importance of this man in shaping both the sound and songwriting of the band. In my opinion, he is one of the best record producers and engineers in the world and has put out some sterling work with other artists, too. Uh, The first Finch album, anyone? Uh, Mark worked with Jimmy on Static Prevails. Uh, Clarity Bleed American Futures invented and Stay On My Side Tonight. What an incredible body of work. Again, some of you may know others but not the band fired Mark whilst recording Futures due to a disagreement so and then he goes okay so let's look at the track listings for this album respectively goes in to talk about he blocks out the tracks so blister clarity and goodbye Sky Harbor are in their own little block of three and then talks about invented now where does he mention this uh what comes after this oh yes they both have their title tracks as the second to last song funny that you can't really compare Am I these a band called
2: that's my bad, sorry. <laughs> you can't I really... I the page. <laughs> <laughs> I was
0: wondering, it's like, are you, is that in a, a new one? I or accidentally
2: closed the tab, so when I <laughs> shift Apple T, did my way back in, it, nah. it automatically played it. You son of a
1: bitch. Carbon
3: scoring like you a lot of action. I fucking love this.
2: I realize that clip's about us. Oh, yeah, right?
0: <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, where was I oh what comes after this oh yes <laughs> Um, you know what okay I'm gonna pr- I'm gonna go back one paragraph because I think this is this is also poignant here Uh, following this Mr. Tom Linton is back vocally amazingly placed huh action needs an audience has clearly invented its blister right why has Tom suddenly mm. taken lead vocals on an album track for the first time since clarity why was it placed here of all places coincidence I think not people what comes after this Oh, yes, they both have their title tracks as the second-to-last song. Funny that. You can't really compare these sonically. And in, all honesty, and, and in all honesty, the track Invented is a favorite of mine. But the placings and purpose of them on the albums cannot be overlooked. And then the classic Jimmy Closer, lush, epic, and beautiful to finish the record off. This trend is followed on every Jimmy album from Static Prevails onward with the etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, two things. it ha- It's preceded by a Tom song and then... The title track is second to last or first to last, I guess. Right. Is that how that's said? If it's right, right yeah. next to it. Yeah. So there you have it. Alex Kyle and his uh,
2: conspiracy theories. <laughs> <laughs> Put on those tinfoil hats. Yeah, baby. All right. Um, let's see. How do I get you to say this number? What do I know what this number. I know this number from something. Uh, this was Matt Kemp's number. Oh, God, David. Why you got to give me this Dodger trivia? Matt Kemp. <laughs> I think it was Matt Kemp's number. Let me see this shit.
0: <laughs> I'm going to have to look it up. I, no, let me look. I'm, I'm not make, going yeah, to. Yeah, okay, I'm going to guess. Right. I'm going to guess. I right. can, can I ask a question? Is it in the teens? No.
2: Okay, 25? 27. <sighs> okay, all right. Clarity, 1999. If I could pick a specific set of songs that identif- identifies what I want out of music... I would look no further than the 13 songs on Clarity because they have everything. Hard rock, soft rock, experimentation, weirdness, emotional rawness, songs of want and yearning, otherworldly musicianships, and an all-time vocal performance by one Jim Atkins. Virtually all of those things appear. On the title track Clarity is a revelation, the platonic deal. Uh oh, uh, <laughs> virtually all of those things ...appear on the title track. Clarity is a revelation, the platonic ideal of a powerhouse emo song. The guitars swirl, swish, and slam, and the drums... And bass, rumble, and the screeching power chords over the final pre-chorus breakdown represent some of the most chill-inducing work they ever did. As if that weren't enough, Clarity has also some of the best lyrics of any Jimmy World song. And with pride, keep every failure in, and with pride, hold on to your sinking. Wait for something better, maybe that doesn't mean us. Pull one excuse for another, this time it means stop. But in the end, the overall emotion of Clarity is fairly simple. Like so many of their best songs, I don't know how, but I want it out. Clarity has everything, and so does Clarity. So that is what GTO had to say about I will say, uh, if Jake is taking notes, uh, I believe he used the word was when he should have used the word were, and I replaced it myself. Um but <laughs> I, don't, I don't need Jake doesn't need fucking notes. No. <laughs> nah, man. The um, guy is a walking encyclopedia. I love yeah, it. I know, it's so good. Um, he knows the names of songs. <laughs> um, <laughs> lastly, did you see this guy, Jimmy World Clarity Tutorial from Punk Guitar Lessons on uh, YouTube? Uh, I probably
0: put it in my covers.
2: Oh, I guess it could. Yeah, been oh yeah, the there covers. it is at
0: the bottom. Yeah, Punk Guitar Lessons at the bottom of my list. Right, let's learn how, labeled how to play. It as tutorial. Let's do it. I would love to learn.
2: It's 15 minutes. We'll listen to a little bit.
3: I'm Zach, and this is Punk Guitar Lessons. Hey, Zach. Today we're going to learn... Ooh, I love his shirt, continue. Camp Crystal Lake. Now, this oh, song yeah. is made up of two very distinct uh, guitar parts, so we're going to be learning both of them. Uh, the two parts are played. One is like an old orange sound. Yeah, it is. Spacier. Yeah. You can hear that thick orange cabinet almost. And Tom Linton was the first orange amp I ever saw Macken's on stage. Tone, is a old Marshall, like a vintage Marshall, uh, pushed to the max, probably with a tube screamer. That's really the the heart of the song. Though. Are those two different sounds and parts coming together and kind of tricking your ear into thinking? What do you think, well? uh, Silver Lake or Los so Feliz? Um, <laughs> this is a. Uh... Starts on C sharp minor. This sounds down. like
2: a, yeah, more of a Silver Lake vibe, I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and on e. Let's go
3: ahead and listen to. Uh, I did add the lower fifth, uh, which is—I'm not sure it's on this recording—but it's something that '90s emo bands did all the time. It's in Weezer songs. Uh, you just play—oh, is play it? The chords on the A string. You just include <laughs> them, uh, the E string, basically. Of this, is
0: that a No Effects book up on his bookshelf? Uh, it could be. I'll have to see. Right above his left shoulder on that
2: row. There is a No Effects book, dude. I Why like Jimmy that. Jimmy mentioned it?
3: Okay, let's go ahead and listen to the actual Tom Linton rhythm part.
2: Above his left shoulder.
0: Above his left shoulder, so on the top row. Ooh, there it is, man.
2: Yeah, man. I'm going to go full screen and see what I can see here.
0: Man, clean. Yeah, man. Well, I mean, distorted, but clean playing. This part is a drone on
3: E with these really funky hammer-ons and pull-offs where you're actually bending the note. So... Uh, you want to play around the neck pickup where there's where there's hardly any tension up and down. Yes, really that is the no kind of book. And then as you do the hammer ons, you really kind of grab the note and then.
2: All right, so this is mm, a good man. This is a good. Yeah, tutorial. this is great. Good too.
0: well, I was gonna say his guitar sound is spot on.
2: Yeah, man, this dude gets it. Yeah, <laughs> this dude understood the assignment.
0: Yes, he right.
2: did. The only other thing I have before we get into covers, or live versions actually, is I found a karaoke version, and I'm interested. Oh
0: my goodness, let's listen to I'm this. I'm interested
2: to see, is, did they splitter it, or is this like a uh, one of really <laughs> crappy uh, instrumentation? So let's take a listen. Oh, gotta be splittered, let's hear it. The good job, hey! Yeah, this is great. It's kind of like phasing weirdly between my ears, but
1: say, say it
2: cool. Hey, man, that was a pretty good yeah. version. Yeah, so playlist for the episode. Imagine the pulling
0: notes. that out. Uh, you know, do you have any? Uh, do you have Clarity by Jimmy World? Uh, I got you, fam. <laughs> yeah. He's play this.
2: <laughs> <Our> <laughs> I've got four live versions we can listen to. I didn't find yeah. Skater's World. Um, you couldn't? Wait, what do you mean? Well, I know where Skater's World is, but I didn't go through Skater's World to find the clarity performance. Um, but, I, it, but everything I have here except for one is board record here. So this will uh, be good. Oh, nice and clean. Uh, so I've got Live at La Scala. Uh, let's go ahead and play this. Uh, I should be able to put this and watch together, I think. Yeah. And here's what Lival Scala sounds like. Pfft, it did that thing where it jumped. Ah, uh, yeah. Here we go. Wow. You really hear the, those hammer on the second guitar here. Remember, this is pre-Bleed America,
1: say, baby. Say it
2: All right, Man. let's pause it there. I'll jump to 55 seconds on the next board record that I have. But, yes, that sounded incredible. Here they are at Clarity yes. 10 in 2009. So I'm going to jump to 55 seconds because this jumped right into the track. So let's see. Should be right around the same place. there. I mean, they're probably not playing to a click. Um, I don't know. Is it not going to let me? Oh, it's a Google Drive link. My bad. Stand by. No, Got it. it. Standing. I'm to jump to 55 seconds here.
1: Better, baby, something better know can be something better that something Yeah Ooh, whoa
2: Yeah, yeah. I like that tone. Right, I'm gonna jump to 155. Alright. Alright. Next live version, which I have, is the Phoenix sessions. So let's jump to 155 here. And this I can't mm. put and watch together. I mean, there's nothing to see. I didn't pull the video version of this on.
0: We'll look at that album cover. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> together. Here we go. 150. Ooh. Ooh, that was
1: cool. Yeah. All
2: mm. right, let's jump to 3 minutes All at right. the metro. Mm. Just man, this is, this is so fresh. Yeah. This random this. slice of music uploaded this. So oh, let's jump to 3 thank minutes. Thank you random, slice of, random of music. slice of music.
0: man 917 oh it's so crazy yeah sounds great hey look Rick's on the left
2: Is yeah, that how it i been? I'm, I'm trying to think. Like, I always thought it was this Tom I'm used to. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what are they doing to us? <laughs> what would I say to you now? Dude, David. No, they're, they're I'm used to Rick being
2: on the other side, I feel like. Me too, right? He's on the right. Rick on the right. Rick is on audience right used to be. And I feel like Rick being audience left is new. Yes, is like the new one new. we were thinking about that yeah. we talked about on the pod before. <laughs> all right, all right. I don't okay. know. Now, I'm, fuck. Let's look up, uh, <laughs> dude. YouTube. We're also let's look up hey, something from like <laughs> <laughs> 2017. All right, Jimmy. We're up, we're about to sunset
0: this podcast in, in a few months. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> yeah, nothing like right. having these. Okay, uh, no, disconcerting you're thoughts you're right. Check it out, Rick. Rick on the right, man. This is low on of right. Brazil.
2: Jimmy, para poder conversar um pouquinho. Oh, look at this! Look at the
0: nested video. Ah, Jim! He just went to Sam's. Fantastic, Sam's, baby! Yeah.
2: Show a wide shot of the band. Here we go!
0: Yeah, come on. There, you could tell. I'm sorry, I didn't catch it. There's Tom. Yeah. Okay. Yes.
2: They are flopped again. So, is so what? Robin was Robin. Is Robin behind Rick then? Yeah. Robin was on the other side of Zach at some point, and now they've since moved. I'm very confused about this setup. This is what I'm used to. Setup. <laughs> I don't trust This the is what I'm used setup. to. <laughs> like I, I, I'm Roll used to live. Tom,
0: Tom and Robin being on the same side, Rick on the right, from this from the, the audience's perspective, right? That's what I'm yeah. used to.
2: Let's look at this Rock Am Rig <laughs> set. Here, here, they're gonna walk out on stage. We're gonna watch all right, them all right, all right. Let's see walk it. out on stage together. See you guys, come on. Rock am rig. First out the Uh, fucking door. uh, Stop smiling, Rick. (gasps) He goes to the left. Son of a bitch. Damn. All right. Okay. Did this video get muted?
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's probably going to cut in, right? Yeah, it did. That's weird. That's okay. Well, we're describing it. It looks like they're playing pain, right? Yeah. Yeah. Go, 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 go.
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> man, who you need the music,
0: man. You got us. We know how this goes. I had that same shirt, David. <laughs> <laughs>
2: they're probably playing Future. Oh, right? You yeah, think? What do we think they're playing right now? I thought they were playing Pain, pain but that's that's probably an encore, right? Oh, no, cuz the TV's on. Yeah. I'm not crazy cuz I take Yeah, it, it is Pain. Well, you see you see him doing uh Zach going No, Bleed America. Ah,
0: damn it. Oh,
2: man. We failed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Shows the kind of okay, fans we had. So
2: 2017, they were flopped. Yes. 2018, 2018. they were flopped. So what were they doing in 2015?
0: <laughs> and I can't even remember what they were like in uh, for the Surviving Tour in 2019. Here we are. I Crescent, couldn't tell you.
2: Oh, Crescent Ballroom. This is not what I want. Live 2015, 2015. This is a, not what I want. Uh, here's Germany, the middle in 2014.
0: Okay, I'll go with that. I feel like here we're gonna see Rick on the right. I don't know why.
2: We got one for, one more for all y'all, y'all. Are they well into the in second? We say y'all sometimes. So hope you all have a wonderful rest so, of your day. So thank you so much for hanging out with us. Yeah, Robin it's an is. Honor to be here and play for you, this is beautiful. Yeah, audience left. Come on, which is a awesome. wide shot. Here you go.
0: Mm, look at that castle. Yeah, it's Rick on the right. That's Tom on the left.
2: Now, you're saying right and left. I'm looking at from an audience perspective. Rick okay. on the
0: right is what I'm used to. Tom on the left.
2: I'm not talking straight. That's stage. what i used to back in the day. But I feel like recently it's been the other way around. Like, yes, it's so odd to me to see Tom audience left. Dude, Jim sounds so good.
0: Yeah.
2: I love the pool I don't really noodle. I like, do <laughs> what I think anymore. Like, I'm trying to think of, like, when I've seen them live, and yeah, no. I want to say the Invented Tour, being I audience felt like they were swapped. Back in the day, like, when I saw them play the Futures... <laughs> show at the glass house. Uh huh. Tom was audience left. Right. right. As he is here. Correct. Okay. Now let's look at how they are set up at the metro. Let's look at this. There's... Let's look at the metro last night and let's look at Riot Fest today. All
0: right. Okay. So here they are flipped. Correct. <laughs> Rick is on the left, audience
2: left. Correct. So this is the backwards way. What did they do today at Riot Fest? Let's see. Gimme World, on. Riot Fest 22. <laughs> Here's Sweetness at Riot Fest 22. Let's see who's. Oh,
0: here. yes. Yes. All right, here we go.
2: Did they do it just for the show at the Metro? Oh, my God, this, the frame rate is so oh, high. That's Rick on the left, man. Audience left. Yeah. Now let's look at Chain Reaction. Who's where at Chain?
0: And then you got—is that that's Robin on the right? So Robin and Tom are always going to be on the same side, then.
2: But I wonder what makes them decide. Here's Chain. <laughs> Rick audience is, on the... Okay. The rest is on. Tom is on the. Chain. I'm gonna jump somewhere here in the middle. Okay. Yeah, that's Tom yeah. on the right. Rick, um, audience left.
0: Yeah, huh, they've switched it up, man.
2: Well, that, we I feel like I don't even know the band long anymore. Long ago, did? we talked about this long ago. Yeah, yeah. That it was so weird when they when they flopped. Yeah. And then I think I tweeted at one of them, and they said, "Oh yeah, blame Zach." Or something. we <laughs> said,
0: so "Blame." Yeah, I think that's what it, yeah. we resolved it to was that Zach's decision.
2: Yeah. So anyway, okay,
0: there it is. Well, I'm All glad right. we went to that departure
2: all right sweet all right um should we jump into covers <laughs> let's do it of? man uh, let's do
0: i want to let's do the guitar covers there's a couple of them but there is one by nw that i really
2: liked yes of course nw doing the split screens right
0: yeah man four up all right, sweet yep let's, let's hit it yeah give me some nw northwest
2: <laughs> <laughs> Tell, uh telly working. When do you think we see the four guitar parts? Yeah. I'm going to jump like near the end here. Let's see. All right, ah, let's see. No, just the just the
0: two, huh? Oh, wait. Oh,
2: here we go. Here we go. And then the guitar mini
0: Yeah, (laughs) nice. Tight. yeah good job and dub yeah
2: um before i forget you want to hit me with a little Texas speech
0: oh yeah dude Let's i do, do have this. megan Golding here yeah the old megan robot the what do we about. have last um oh learn as the drugs leave learn as you lose it you will learn no intro <laughs> all right i'm gonna go through the chorus okay um not yet not yet i don't want him to say chorus i don't want him to say pre-chorus all right man i'm ready here we go
1: I'll take your words as if you were talking to me. So say what I know you'll say. Say it through your teeth. Now in the deep and down, your heart moves. Now in the deep and down.
4: I don't know how, but I know I want out. Wait for something better. Well I know when it
1: can be us.
4: Wait for something better.
0: Maybe that doesn't mean us. Wait for something better. I shouldn't. It's not enough. Pull one excuse from another.
5: Save my balls!
2: Ugh.
5: <laughs> a carbon scoring here. Looks like you boys have seen a lot of action.
2: Nice. Thank you, Megan. Okay. Sweet. Next cover.
0: <laughs> let's do. Uh, let's go into Kusty, Kusty country, and we'll do right. my so-called '90s band. Oh, got it. Yeah, you got that one. All right. I always
2: put them in with the bands because they consider themselves, yeah, a band, uh, but yeah, they are acoustic. Yeah. acoustic boys. Got a in there. Ooh, tasty licks.
0: Yeah. Bendies.
2: Yeah. sweet who's next ooh we want to give jake harris a listen let's do it <laughs> oh, you oh, jake, know i love jake dude, harris after, jake harris is dude, our, it's, it's friday <laughs> air guitar vocal cover yeah, baby. like
0: yeah come jake on harris. jake uh it's friday the the office is closed yep Videos out of sync, right?
1: <laughs> At least for me, yeah.
2: <laughs> I should download this and sync it up for me. Does it looks like it's on. Okay. I can hear him. It's right.
1: Yeah.
2: I'd love to get Jake <laughs> on the pod. That would be great.
0: <laughs> he does right. so many. He's like one of them's out of things. Like, forget it. I don't care. Do it. So
2: get this. I, I almost want to do a Patreon episode on this guy. This guy, John Lee Music. Did you see this guy? He I don't know if I have the him. entire album. On the piano, oh! So, yeah, I, I did not come go across through. That. Let's see if I let's see if I can go to his page, his uh, actual YouTube page. Did he timestamp the? No, he didn't. So let's. It's the second to last song, but the last song is really long. Right. Let's so about twenty here. minutes
0: left. Twenty minutes. Forty
2: minutes. What do you think?
0: I'm Sooner? thinking thirty-seven. All right. I'm sorry. 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 30, Thirty. Uh, twenty minutes. Let's go. Thirty-three. Thirty-three.
2: 33, all right 35 33, 54. Yeah All right, let's give this a shot Here we are, 3305 Oh, good lord Oh, dude, look, he's got the thing I have but no. He's got the big version. Yeah, the stream deck <sighs> All right, I'm a jump forward a little bit Sounds like the end <gasps>
0: that electric cello behind him man
2: Oh yeah man that's awesome <laughs>
1: Here it is
0: Oh man
2: I was about to say, yeah. The next yeah. song is for me. This is heaven.
0: You must do a shorter version of it, then. Of uh, goodbye, Sky Harbor,
2: right? Yeah. yeah. This blister. There we go. There it is he's got a mic I thought he was going to sing
0: he's got our mic (laughs) yeah
2: man (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to read a little bit about John Lee while we listen to this He's got a Twitch and a Linktree. Rocket Management Entertainment. Rocket Man Entertainment. Let's see what John Lee, what else is John Lee uploaded here? 539. He's got four kids, dude. He's got wow. three and one on the way. He just posted a gender reveal. Cheesy creeds, man. He's got Bruno Mars medley, Britney Spears medley. Happy birthday, Michelle. I hope it's just a Michelle Branch. like. That. <laughs> Hooked on a Feeling. Elton John medley. T-Pain, Live Learn medley.
0: T-Pain.
2: Foo Fighters, Piano Medley. Oh, 23 by Jimmy Eat World. Bleed American by Jimmy Eat World. He did all of OK Computer. Oh, Death Cab, I Will follow You Into the Dark.
0: He likes his alt rock, man.
2: Yeah, man. I mean, I'm skipping the ones I've never heard of. He did the Axis of Awesome four chord song. <laughs>
0: Classic, man. Classic you 2
2: piano medley, I might have to check that out. He did break stuff. <laughs>
0: Jeez, limp biscuit.
2: dude so much content how many videos are there can I see like how do I see how many videos this dude has okay it looks well you like know it the dude works back. hard he's wearing a
0: sleeveless tee
2: he really started in earnest this version of his channel like a year ago Red Hot Chili Peppers Piano Madly Lincoln Park sounds so good on piano yeah man this dude's great 28 minute death cab medley I was listening to the new death cab record this weekend on the drive home from uh, cheesecake factory tonight Mm. All right, well, I'm interested.
0: Okay, let's lead. Oh, look at his outfit, dude. He's got looking like Hugh Hefner.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, sounds like me in like ninth grade. Mm. Oh, there he is. Oh, this is terrific. <laughs> By the way, this reminds me, did you watch the TikTok I sent you? Oh. You said it was blocked at your school.
0: I did. I watched it later that yes. Dude, it's it, so it was so the uh good. I think I messaged you back. It's oh yeah, oh, yeah, they... sucking
2: on a chili dog. So yeah. somebody said <laughs> somebody sent me this TikTok and it's so good. Somebody took the stems. Did you hear the report? You must have the
1: report. Don't you think <laughs> it's alright to tell me the report? I know that
2: report It's just it's Mark so Office, good. like photoshopped yeah. into an office setting. <laughs> 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 Fuck! <laughs> the report. <laughs> oh, the fucking report. Oh, I love oh, it. Because the stems are easily for uh. that song. And so I love the idea <laughs> of like. Just cutting up stems to make them say yeah, something else. Yeah, right. Great, That's so good. All right. Anyway, back to covers. That okay. was John Lee music. That was terrific.
0: Yeah, that was. Um, since we've been going to different instruments, you want to do one drum, one bass, and then a full band?
2: Yeah. Um, I'm interested in uh Brianna. Oh, Philip Rossi yeah. has one, but Brianna Sutherland. I'd love to see a few. Yeah, let's do Brianna. Nice overhead mic here. I'll find some deets about Brianna here. Under the River Productions. It's not loading. Come on. Hello. There we go. Here we go. Isolation project number one. It took us an entire month to complete this project from start to finish, filmed and edited entirely on an iPad. So, this was posted two years ago. My guess is this is like a COVID cover, right? I guess I thought it was just gonna be drums, because the thumbnail. Not what I thought it yeah. was going to be, but that's cool. No, yeah. File that under band covers. All right, what's next? Uh, let's do Renan bass. Renan, I saw Renan. Renan's the most recent bass cover.
0: Yeah, something like this or last year, right? Yeah.
2: All I right, Renan bass. Bass me. Jazz bass, block inlays. <laughs> Playing finger style, it looks like. Defender or Squire? Squire. Oh, cool. I dug that. I dug that he took on that uh, other guitar part.
0: Yeah, right? Cool. Okay, let's see. Uh, Let's do a couple. We'll go to the full bands. I think the Chicago Music Exchange is actually, it's a good one. I'm interested
2: in that. This seems like it's like legit put together. (laughs) Yeah. Let's check it out. CME.
0: I like it sounds a little twangy.
2: Yeah, man. So, this full band Friday, the CME House band looks back. To the turn of the millennium, with a crystal clear take on the titular track from Jamie World's 1999 cult classic, Clarity. We've got, uh, uh oh, I thought they were going to list the band members here. No, I don't see them So, dude, I went ahead and found you a thing since I played some Blink stuff. Yeah. Here's a CME guy talking about playing Buddy Holly. Yes. Hit me. Just a gear dude. Nathaniel Murphy reworks Buddy Holly by Weezer. That sounds just like Buddy Holly. The second single from Weezer's 1994 debut, Nathaniel, uses his 1957 Ooh. sunburst Fender Strat to beautiful effect, arriving at a characteristically rich arrangement of the 90s rock mainstay. Is this just like scratching all Oh man, all this is ages? so pretty. Right? lord <laughs> are you still dude. bummed you're gonna miss the weezer show tomorrow at the period
0: i can't make it man i'm go- i didn't know I'm anything kinda... about it
2: until i sent that you sent you that thing <sighs> striker posted about it i assume you knew about it when it
0: dude I'd, i so i'd have to listen for five hours throughout the day the work day
2: is it is it oh so it's only like striker yeah listeners can ah, i see
0: I can't, and I can't do that. I mean, I could probably play something, but I couldn't like intently listen and and teach.
2: Yeah, I remember when uh, Blink had a thing where it was like, oh, we'll play your prom. He actually played at, uh, you know, Thomas Smith, right? Yeah. Yes, oh yeah. Blink ended up playing at his school, but we were like a finalist. Like we were almost there, we almost got it. And one of the things was you had to listen. There were two days you had to listen to K-Rock from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and write down every song, title, and artist in order and so i just brought my radio i had fresh batteries in the beginning of the day told my teachers sorry i'm not paying attention in this class i need to at least write down every song and artist and then i'll pay attention in between songs but like i have to stop and write <laughs> the stuff down and they're like i guess like, they're like right what?
0: i mean i would if, if if a student was going to that length for a musician i would yeah. i would almost have to say you know what go ahead I'm not going to stop you, man. I,
2: I would. Of my teachers it's did. a respect Most of my thing. Did. There were some teachers that were not cool with it, and that was not not neat. But
0: I mean, if anyway. you're taking a quiz, it's one thing. It's like you're testing, and this person's got like an earbud in their ear.
2: Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Well, but I mean, it was different, and mm, this was been well, you were, But you were listening to with a... 2000 Headphones, right? Straight up headphones. Uh Yes. 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 Yeah. So,
0: I mean, you were you were doing it, probably more obvious every I'd say a, a good third of my students have uh, if at least one earbud in. Yeah. At least one, a third of them. Yeah. Some of them have two. to take it out. I don't on, for care. Sure. They could be listening to music. I don't even know.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I spend most of my day with an airpod in for sure.
0: Yeah, I can't. I noticed that you do. And uh, yeah. like I think you picked me up one time in the car, and you had one in your ear, but you you would use it for different things, for getting a phone call, yeah, Siri, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay, <clears throat> all right. Who's next? Do we want to listen to the Holophonics? Oh, always.
2: Yes, I thought knew so. It was coming, knew it was coming.
0: Yeah, okay, here we go. alright y'all got them Holophonics in there. Here it comes. All right.
2: hey it's like they took all the minor chords out (laughs)
0: that brass man so clean
2: yeah man Jump to the end, see what happens. Ah. So yeah, you seem like a ska man. Um, uh, the Dirty Heads, the lead singer of the Dirty Heads, was recently on Striker's podcast. Are they a ska band?
0: Mm, they're like, they're not ska. They're more reggae. I, I would say they're yeah, more reggae this, song, reggae. this pop. is the
2: song I know from them. I'm trying to remember. It.
0: Tell you what, man, they're an impressive band.
2: I mean, this is, sounds like a Sublime song.
0: Yeah, it sounds like Sublime with Rome, huh?
2: Well, I mean, it is Rome, right? Is it Rome on this song?
0: How how old is this song? This song's got to be... Uh...
2: Ten years old, maybe? Yeah,
0: that's we went and saw them. Um, we saw that's Sublime that's with surprising. Rome and Dirty Heads, <laughs> and then uh, Sublime, or Rome, came out and did this song with them.
2: It was cool. It's great. 2008.
0: Man, I was, anyway, so yeah, long they, ago. They,
2: the dude was on uh, Stryker, and I was like, I don't know anything about this band. Um, and I guess they have some new record out.
0: Yeah, they're a fun band to watch because they switch. There's the well, lead singer. Whoa, it looks like they had Den- Dennis
2: Haskins in a music video they did five years ago. He played a <laughs> which principal, music
0: video? Uh,
2: for Vacation.
0: <laughs> oh, I don't know it. I couldn't tell you. I mean, I probably heard it, but I don't know that song off the top of my head.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. I've never been. Uh, I. I I have a feeling I would enjoy going to like a show like that, but like I would never seek out a show like that. I wouldn't even know right. if it was happening. And, I, I, and my guess is I would just go to the beach and there'd be a show like that happening. You know? <laughs> and I would just be like, All yeah, right, any, any uh, Santa
0: Monica, Venice. You just yeah, go I mean, there, I'd yeah, never go down there. But yeah, if
2: I, if I ever found myself down there, I'd be like, oh, there it is.
0: In a nightmare, maybe. <laughs> yeah.
2: If I'm going to the beach, there better be no one around. there's people at the beach i'm going home
0: (laughs) you're right you're right fair enough but it's good i mean the only reason i really got into that music was because eric had introduced me to it and so for there's a a, a, a series like a summer i I feel like he and i went to a lot of shows (laughs) yeah okay who's next you know what if there are any else did you have anyone that you wanted to listen to any... I think
2: we hit everybody that I for sure wanted to. We hit the Holophonics, okay. and that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's it.
0: Okay. All right.
2: Then and I didn't make it. a rave to Jay. Did you?
0: I have one, but it's at 5%, and it's sitting there. We might have to do this as oh, the classic uh, as housekeeping in our next Sweet. episode. yeah. We'll see. Yeah.
2: Um, well, Justin, what are your final thoughts on the song Clarity by the band Jimmy Eat World from the album Clarity?
0: I like it listening to it again. I was reminded of the the specific parts of it that uh, I remember singing back. But still man, this song is to me so different that it sticks out like a sore thumb on this album. Not in a bad way, it's just different. And I I liked that you uh the way that you described it was it's a very much a static Prevail song on clarity. I think that's a great way to describe it. It's still a rocker. Um maybe not my top song, but it's a yeah, it's a good one. What about you, yeah. man?
2: Um, yeah, I, I agree. You know, I, I didn't realize uh Crazy Mofo421 had commented <laughs> on three spots on genius.com. It's okay. I, I have a feeling they had the same takes that we did. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I when you tell me the song name clarity, I don't know what song that is. Um I know obviously this song I was familiar with every word on this track. Uh, this is when I could sing from front to back at a live show. I don't think I would have ever th- like they've only played it fifty four times. Like that's so surprising to fifty eight times. That's so right. surprising to me. I would not. I would not see them start this song at a show and go, oh shit. Like I'd just be like, oh cool, yeah. Like this song, <laughs> this song from Clarity. I don't whatever it's called, <laughs> and it happens right. to be called Clarity. Um, and I think it'll probably like occupy that space. I don't dislike it. It's terrific. It's the static prevails song on this record for sure. And, um, and yeah, I like a lot of the things about it. I love, I'll never not hear that hammer on guitar and I don't think yeah. it ever really stood out to me that much before. Now I'll never, uh, now I'll never un- not, hear it. Not, so. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, uh, those are my thoughts and, uh, and I'm sticking to it. So uh, <laughs> without any further ado, uh, if, uh, If you've got, uh, if somebody spits on your windshield and you need Mm. to have clarity and sit through it, uh, just don't be mad at them. Just remember, be excellent to each other. And
1: party on, dudes!
2: We're we're doing the song Clarity. You were around a lot during that time. Uh, or we could yeah. do a real, really old demo track if you want, which is a completely different vibe altogether.
5: I probably never... I was always... I was talking to Tom Mullen about this... I think it's the new aesthetic. There's a demo of that, that I think was so much raw and better. And it had different lyrics and stuff, but I, I remember them... They used to play that song, and then when it when they recorded it, it was different, so... Yeah. That's the only demos.
2: The cool thing about I this it, band, and, and I guess we're sort of jumping into it, um, and and just a, we'll get into like how you got involved with the guys. Talk yeah. about your favorite memories and stuff like that, and all that stuff. But um, they just played a show at the Metro in Chicago. I don't know if you saw, and they play their well, yeah, so new that, aesthetic. Yeah. They're still up playing that song in particular. <laughs> <laughs>
5: it's cool they played a set yeah i mean that's, the there. that's pretty cool that they can go back to the metro and still play i mean that that's that was like the peak of when you're a small band and you can sell out the metro you're you're doing something good you know yeah and that's before you get into all the when you go bigger than that you have to have a full crew and all that but you can sort of do the metro on your own uh so those type of venues you went from the fireside bowl to the metro. That's that was the big step up, you know.
2: In that in that region. Fireside bowl.
5: <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, so, fireside bowl was you know shithole, but then you go to metro. <laughs> and it was it was a real place. You were nice. a real musician if you.
2: <laughs> so I'll do my little podcast intro here. Uh, for those that are unawares, here we are. We're talking to Paul Drake. Paul, how would I best describe you? Early tour manager uh, all, all around manager, father of the band.
5: <laughs> no, no, I, I was never a tour manager. Well, not really with those guys. I was just like a driver. I was the extra guy that we, we were so unprofessional at back then. It wasn't a career or anything. Um, I, I did tour manager role things, but, uh, I was just the extra person really. I sold their merch. I drove the van, uh, I took it. I slowly worked into the tour manager job uh, <laughs> with those guys. Yeah.
2: And and let's yeah. talk about that. So are you from Phoenix? How did you get involved with Jimmy Eat World? Had you been? No, in no. I was, living in,
5: I was living in Colorado at the time and I uh, befriended Christy Front Drive. Um, and they I had gone on a tour with a band called Turnkey, which was Eric from Christy Front Drive's band before that. Um, I'd also had this guy, Steve Revit, in the band who ended up recording that Jay June split with Jimmy World in New York City at the Rare Book Room. But that's, you know, that was just how small it was. But, yeah, uh, I went on tour with Christy Front Drive, um, I think it was in the summer of 95, maybe, or, or maybe it was 96. Uh, and they had already met Jimmy World uh, before that, the tour previous, which I did not go on with them. And uh, I think, and that's when all that stuff, when Lauren Israel saw Christy Front Drive on that tour, got in touch with Eric, Eric said, no, thank you, but here's this band that we saw in Arizona, you should check them out. And that's how that came about. So when I was with them, that's when that split uh, with Christy Front Drive was coming out. I remember we, we were putting the records in the sleeves in Phoenix, or I think it was at Rick's Rick's house, we were all putting those uh, records inside the sleeves and stamping them and putting those stickers on them and stuff.
2: And so, so when that's you were the introduced first to the guys, who, who like, uh, Eric introduced you or uh, somebody introduced you? Yeah, to I was
5: on tour with Chris Blanchive, and then we played with Jimmy World in Phoenix. I think we played with them. If not, they were hanging out. We stayed at their house. We stayed at Rick's house.
2: And so you um, stuffing the Rick, records was really a favor to Christy front drive more than it was to Jimmy Eat
5: world who you had only at this point just met. Correct. Got yes. It. Yeah, they were a pop punk band. I was like, these guys suck. I, I have no, I want nothing to do with that. You know, <laughs> that, that tracks with what that we found. Uh, Eric had favorite. thought
2: about them too. <laughs> Eric had heard the original yeah, track yeah. from, uh, the one, two, three, four EP or something like that. And was like, yeah, okay, yeah, whatever. Yeah. We'll put out a split.
5: And then, uh, <laughs> and then, but so, they changed. They changed that you know that song uh, Digits or whatever Uh is that the song on the split? Digits, I don't yeah
2: know. and so uh Eric was blown away and was like oh shit like well this is not the band yeah. I thought we were going to do a split with what was your in- impressions when yeah. you heard it or first heard Digits?
5: No I thought they are ripping off Christian Front Drive <laughs> <laughs> No I just meant I, I, I think it was a, a huge step up because I really you know there were so many of those pop-punk bands around there, a dime a dozen, and i that's not my thing. And uh, so I, I was not a fan of that. And Christy Front Drive guys were into Buffalo Tom, Super Chunk. That's what we were listening to. We weren't listening to Blink and and to Lag Wagon and all those fat records bands. That was not what we were listening to. And I was a little older than those guys, but, uh, yeah, that stuff was not good. So, uh, yeah. So those guys really did did themselves a favor by you know sort of moving on from that fat record sound and uh becoming who they are now, you know. So awesome.
2: And so uh the 7-inch comes out and do you continue to tour with Christy Front Drive and sort of Jimmy World is as a memory yeah. at that point as, as as the band that did the split with Yeah,
5: we did a, we did a whole tour together. Um they had already signed to Capitol. And I remember they had the, they still had their old van. They hadn't got the new van yet from Capitol. And so my friend Mark, uh, who was my roommate in Denver, he was on the road with Jimmy World and I was on the road with Christy Front Drive. Um, And so that's how we really became friends. And we, we did, we played, um, I remember I have pictures, I have pictures of from that tour. We played in South Dakota or really small places, and uh, we really hit it hard. And those guys would get a hotel room at night, you know, and we were like, whoa, because you know, <laughs> we were sleeping on people's toilet. But capital was giving them a little bit of money, and so they were able to do that if they needed to. Um, but I give them props for, for getting out there and touring on their own, basically, uh, instead of letting capital take over and push them into bigger venues where no one would have seen them, and they might have been forgotten, but so they sort of build their, built their, their fan base, like all of us were doing with uh, all these other little bands were doing on their own. So I give them credit for that. And then I think it was after that tour. I, that's all I was doing at the time. I was just going from one band to the other, and then they decided to have me. And and that's when I started touring with them.
2: And the fun part about uh, your legacy they, and how we sort of found you was all the photographs that you have. You have just a treasure trove of these photographs yeah, that, Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I played in a band in high school and I've got the photographs that I took. But I feel like lots of bands forget to do that part of it, like when they're doing all the hard stuff. You've got the hanging out of the van everybody's got their shirts off because it's you're in the middle of the desert and it's super hot and everybody's miserable. You know, it's not the rock star life side of it, but you have like all these great moments. Yeah. Uh That are so well. That tour,
5: like that picture I think you're talking about, we, we toured with, uh, it was summertime. We toured the Chris front drive and Jimmy world and we swam almost every day because it was so hot. And those vans did not have air conditioning. I mean, they just smelled bad and there's five, six guys in the van. So we were swimming constantly and, and all the locals would bring us to the the great swimming hole and we'd go jump off cliffs and stuff. So that was a really, uh, that was a fun tour because y- you go to the, the house or the venue at 5 p.m. You know, you don't get there at 11. Like, so you had all day to, to mess around and do stuff. And that whole time I was taking pictures. That's why, that's the original reason I went on tour was to take pictures because I was in photo school at the time. And I ended up Going on tour so much, the school kicked me out, <laughs> <laughs> which was the best. But yeah, they, they eliminated me from the school because I was missing too much. Wow. Uh, so it, it was all good. Yeah.
2: And so, uh, you, as you put it, uh, Jimmy World continued to tour, had the capital push behind them a little bit, and decided to have you. What, what did you feel like your role was at that time? Uh I
5: know yeah, hindsight's I mean, twenty twenty, but they yeah. Were, uh, they were like I know one band paid me before that, but Jimmy Wall was really the first band that I got paid like a like a certain wage uh to to do their stuff. I mean there was no there was no cell phones. There was I had I don't think I didn't have email back then. Uh so it was just capital was, you know, they could talk to me more about I sort of had an idea. I talked to the booking agents about routing and stuff. So I just helped them guide them about where they should go and who they should be doing shows with. And, you know, it just sort of helping out wherever I could. I mean, I remember Rick's job was the van. And he took very good care of the van. Uh, everyone had their role. Uh, Zach was the, he, he's really good with, finances and and sort of seeing the big picture um uh, zach is sort of the manager of the band if you would if you would say if they had a manager in the band zach would be that jim is obviously the songwriter he's the music uh guy and tom is the cool guy tom is the you know the happy fun guy you know he seems it for sure <laughs> <laughs> yeah and so i was just there i was just their guy i was just the go-to guy and and uh yeah uh, and, we're with him. And that, yeah,
2: like you said, no cell phones back in the day. Uh, Jimmy World loves to talk about the phone dialer. Uh, were you instrumental in showing them the phone dialer? Or was that kind of like par for the course? Everybody kind of knew the deal.
5: I think, no, I don't know. I think it would have been Christy Front Drive, guys, probably. But it could have been any other band. It was just constant. And, and so Jimmy World was around all those bands coming through Phoenix, playing at those, those house-type shows. And everyone had them. I remember I met a kid somewhere and he told me how to do it or he yeah so or he would do it for me and i'd like you you got a chip and you it was a weird thing but i started to tell bands and i remember i didn't i didn't know how to do it but i knew this kid who did and he would send them to me and i'd buy them when i go through his town i can't remember where it was um, but they were a lifesaver and it was amazing
2: yeah. <laughs> I mean it was that was the 90s cell phone, right? Like for people who didn't yeah. have an actual 90s yeah. cell phone, you just phone dialer,
5: easy. And and I remember Mile Marker, their story of they lived in North Carolina and they were using the same phone and they were just booking, they were just touring all the time. So they were always using and they used the same phone. And so you know, they almost got arrested because it, it was, someone was just looking out for them because it was just the same phone over and over. You couldn't really do that. I you thought you were going to say they started. Up.
2: They actually found the phone number of the phone booth and actually started giving it out as their contact info. That would be good. Yeah. <laughs>
5: they probably did that too. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, you just think back on how how hard it was to book tours by a phone, like catching someone when they're at home and. And then you just go, yeah, I'll do a show for you and then click. And then you show up two months later and hope that they're still doing the show, you know? Yeah, I, so. I, I w-
2: there was a show that we played somewhere out in somewhere. And yeah, it was right when people were starting to get cell phones, right when you would sort of market your band on the Internet. And yeah, you show up to the, we showed up to a venue and they were like, oh, we didn't know you were coming. But then yeah. what was cool is they let us play last like at like 1230 or 1 a.m. And it was like one of the best yeah. shows we ever had because everyone was just stoked to be out that night. Like, it was a really good right. show, right. <laughs>
5: um, yeah. and you, you never know. That's that's how nowadays you don't get surprises much anymore. That, those kind of things. But back then, when you're booking your own tour, everything was a surprise. You know, some of those kids you stayed with were, you know, you're still friends with them now. Uh, Others were like a whole horrible nightmare. And, you know, you say, oh, we're going to go get something to eat. And then you never go back because you just knew that the show was just going to be so bad. And, you know, so just sort of, okay, we'll skip that one. That (laughs) didn't happen too often. Uh, Yeah. You lie and say you're going to go get some food and never come back.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So your era with the band sort of encapsulates sort of like Static Prevails Clarity era, right? That's like the 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 exactly the beginnings of what on paper should have been super exciting in that they were on capital and all that stuff. Obviously we've talked about on the podcast, like how much they were constantly forgotten about capital so much so that they were putting out seven inches on their own. And they're like, if we get a cease and desist, we'll get a cease and desist. Never got a cease and desist. So they're just,
5: yeah, I mean, capital was, I think they had the best experience at capital to to be honest, when you look back at it, capital gave them, that van they sort of left them alone i mean they were coming up with ideas uh that were just silly you know because we were all from that place of doing it yourself and you know and knowing where the kids were i mean i think probably that someone's told this story before we were in a meeting at capitol records and all these radio guys and this guy's his name was trip uh and uh radio guys were the worst at capitol they were just no clue but Craig Aronson, their, their A&R guy, he's like, OK, guys, we're going to give you a PA. You're going to put it in your van. And we're like, where are we going to put a PA in our van? We, we don't have room for that. And and, we, and every day you're going to show up at the 7-Eleven parking lot after school and you're going to play in the parking lot of 7-Elevens. And everyone was like, that is the dumbest idea ever. A, we can't fit a PA in our van and that's just horrible. Like no one is gonna enjoy that, you know. This is for when the band was nothing, so it, it was like, just you no. Know, we'll we'll play our own shows. It's chill, you know. But I remember that meeting specifically. Like these guys have no clue what to do with Jimmy World, but they let them record great records. They got to go into really good studios because if you listen to those type of bands, all the recordings are really bad. You know, those records aren't. I mean, if you were fans of them, you like the songs and stuff, you know, but those recordings aren't great. Like the Boys' Lives and the, all those bands, they were great songs, but they didn't have a, a budget to really spend money in a studio. And Jimmy World did. And that's why those records sound a little bit better than all their protege, all their friends, because they, they had those, those studios to put money into. I mean, Kevl didn't spend a fortune on them. But they did spend a little bit of money, you know,
2: yeah, enough to I think
5: they had to let them go, yeah
2: yeah, enough to set them up i mean with without that capital experience, bleed American wouldn't have happened, right, like in the sense that yeah, they were they, they had a back catalog to put out a singles record to help pay Mark to do the bleed American sessions for free to get paid for yeah. on the back end and all that stuff, um yeah, just really remarkable yeah. stuff where I'm sure going through it at the time
5: for them was a nightmare like even when no it was was, not oh no it wasn't a nightmare i don't know i don't think i mean their manager uh george uh hinojosa he's ice t's manager (laughs) you know like and it wasn't a nightmare i mean they they were doing okay on their own they were getting fans it wasn't like they were they were really mad that they weren't number one on the radio they weren't really looking for that at the time so i what from what i remember no one was mad when they got dropped from Capitol. it was like cool you know we went to europe and kicked ass in europe you know without any help from Capitol. and it's like hey guys we can do this on our own like they could do it they sold out europe they made money they used that money to to That's a good perspective. I probably
2: paint with too broad a brush sometimes where you hear like, oh, they weren't pushing us or this, you know, Clarity was maybe going to get shelved, but only when Lucky Denver Mint got placed on K-Rock did it actually get a release date. That sounds like a nightmare, but like you're saying the day to day of it and getting to go and tour Europe and do well. And uh, that wasn't the time, but maybe it was Bleed American demos that Zach had leaked on Napster so that when they went to tour Europe, people knew the words to songs at least. And it worked, yeah. And that was all Zach. That wasn't Capital or DreamWorks or anybody at the right, time, right? Yeah.
5: Yeah. How I mean, we had met this guy Phil, the booking agent, uh, who's st- Philip, who still books them in Europe. I think he's the one who booked that for. He used to book Promise Ring and uh, all those little indie bands. Uh, and then he grew. He got become a huge agent with Jimmy World. So, but he's the one who booked that first tour. And he- and he he used to book Sam I Am and. So, meeting that guy was really important, Um, but yeah, they didn't need Capital to do that. Capital didn't introduce them to a booking agent in Europe. They would never have given money for them to go to Europe. They didn't need tour support to go to Europe. We just had to buy flights, that's it, and everything (laughs) else was boom, done, you know. And Um, they don't think, Capital was thinking like that. They didn't think you could go and play for 200 people in Germany. You know, and sell forty records that night. They, they, they thats they just didn't know that existed, uh, but it did, and it, it, and that's what really worked for them. When for a while
2: you were the contact, the, the the guy to contact to kind of deal with capital and all that. Were you dealing with Craig or uh, Lauren at that time, or just random?
5: No, I mean, no, I, I wouldn't say that. No, I, I wasn't the, Zach and all those guys. No, they they weren't like treating me like the only guy. No, no, no. I was always with them sort of in their ear, like, don't listen to that guy, you know. Uh, <laughs> Lauren, Lauren was sort of, after they got started, Lauren wasn't really involved. It was more Craig. Uh, Lauren is just sort of a scout. Um, yeah, I can't remember the last time I saw Lauren. That was a long time ago.
2: Yeah, we've reached out to him a couple times because there's that demo of 17 that ended up on the in the film Never Been Kissed. And so we actually yeah. tracked down the music supervisor of the movie. We are like, hey, you don't happen to have a version of that demo laying around, do you? And uh, right. she didn't have it. We got in touch with Lauren, He was like, yeah, I'll look for it. But like, you know, who knows what he's got going on? <laughs> but He, he responded yeah. at least, but yeah.
5: Well, that's cool. He's um, a good guy. He's a really good guy. Yeah.
2: The fact that he responded at all. Yeah. Whether he could have just ignored us all altogether. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, After your time with Jimmy World, were you just continuing touring with bands and stuff like that, or where's your life gone since? uh, Yeah, so
5: this is what happened. So uh, as soon as was after we did the European tour, they obviously didn't have a label and they were just you know, they were just sort of deciding what they were going to do. But for me, I was boom boom boom. I was touring, and so I went out without the driving, and then you know, boom, life life got hectic. Yeah, that's cool. and then unfortunately, at the drive and broke up right when Jimmy World was about to start again. But I missed that boat; it didn't work out, and they hired some other guy, which I understood. Yeah. Sure, yeah, totally. um Obviously,
2: you saw. I mean, My,
5: the, the, we stayed friends, and uh, I would. I had moved to Europe by then, and I'd so I, I'd see him at festivals in Europe and stuff. So, yeah, that's
2: right. Yeah, no, they. Uh, even since having Jim on the pod, I use it sparingly, but every now and again, I'll DM him on Instagram just to get clarification on a timeline or something like that. And that he responds yeah. at all is just super cool. Like, cause <laughs> he, uh, there's no way that he's ever going to listen to the show, but I guess we're asking a, nerdy enough questions that he kind of gets a kick out of like, somebody cares about yeah, this really. thing. that Yeah. Like, I mean, <laughs>
5: talk about his song, he's, you know, that's his baby. I'm sure he's. I'm sure he's, you know, into. I mean, I'm sure they love the fact that you guys love them so much, you know, like, <laughs> and nerding out of their songs. Yeah, you know? it's a good time. Yeah. Uh,
2: so <laughs> I guess that one thing I wanted to touch on that maybe I just wanted to get clarity and and get like kind of the full picture of Paul Drake. How'd you end up with Christy Front Drive out in Colorado? Like, what was your sort of route into yes. being that oh. guy that was touring with bands?
5: Uh, I I uh, I started well. I, you know, I was older by then. I was working in Beaver Creek. I was a skier. I was a ski bum. And I met this guy, Aaron, who was a musician. And we both and my friend Mark. Uh, that's a whole nother story. But we were three guys who were into music and we were ski bums. And we decided, let's get out of this mountain town. And we moved to Boulder, Colorado. Uh, and Aaron, the, the musician, he was just wanting to start a band and he got a band going and we, we had a show at our house in the backyard. We, he had built a skate ramp, and we had a gig uh, at, on the skate ramp in Boulder. And then, so that, we had a keg, and there were lots of people showed up, and the police broke it up. And so that was the first show I sort of, you know, helped to, or put on. And so Aaron moved to this warehouse outside town in Boulder. And we decided, and he built a stage, and we decided, to, we call it the Wild Aster. And we started to get bands to play there. It was first local bands, and then our word got out that bands would come through town. Uh, but Turnkey was uh, friends of a band that we had met. And, that's, and so I, I met Turnkey, um, and then we would do shows with Turnkey at the Wild Aster, uh, And that's the first tour I went on in the summer of 93 was with Turnkey. Uh, we played with, they played with Hoover, the DC band in Boulder. And then the next day we drove to um, Albuquerque, New Mexico. That was the first show of the tour. Yeah, man. So that's how I met Eric from Christie front drive. So Eric, after Turnkey broke up on that tour, he started the new band uh, and then me and the guitar player from Turnkey moved into this warehouse in Denver. And so we had shows there. Twenty One Twenty Six Arapaho. Arapahoe. And that's where Carrie from Christie Front Drive lived there, and uh, we had lots and lots of shows. Super fun. It was sort of like a headquarters of the scene back then. Amazing. Uh, and I lived. There. Yeah. Awesome man. Well, so that's how that worked. I it mean, just kept touring and touring. Bands would come through. I'd meet bands through other bands, and it just kept going.
2: <laughs> if if you had to venture a guess, although you've cataloged your photos so well, I almost wonder if you have the number how many shows have you been to? <laughs> Cause I imagine it's more oh, than I, most. I I,
5: <laughs> at first I was keeping a, like I had a little book that I would write down the tour itinerary just so I could see it. And then uh, I just stopped doing that. Unfortunately, I wish I would have kept all that. It's great. When I, when I toured with braid, like Bob from braid is so organized. He has every single show and the date and everything. Um, yeah. I wish I did that. I didn't. Uh, so I've, I'm putting a, well, I, I shouldn't say too much because I don't have my shit together to get it done yet, but I'm putting a book together. Uh, I've been working on it for a while now, and uh, it's difficult to actually go, where was that photo taken? You know, which show was that? When, what year was it? But when I see a braid photo, I'll just, I know exactly, Bob will know exactly where that was and <laughs> what day. You know. So.
2: That's right.
5: Some things have their whole tour itinerary tour pass online but not many do but yeah raid does yeah
2: that's rad i love that absolutely love that it's it's a fun project for sure and
5: i'm sure you're gonna have a blast working on that yeah all the things going through as you know when i i've scanned every single photo i ever took all the black and whites i scanned it through covid over ten thousand negatives i finally scanned them and they're on my computer it's just now editing it down uh To what's going to be in the book? So
2: yeah, taking it by huge buckets and and culling it in and yeah, doing all that. I imagine that's great.
5: Will the bass player be mad that there's more pictures of the guitar player? Uh, Like yeah,
2: (laughs) (laughs) that's funny. Uh, It was funny because what was it? I was talking to Mitch Porter, and he had never the the one piece of Jimmy Eat World memorabilia that he doesn't have is the back from the dead motherfucker comp, which we have since gotten. One of our fans. One of our listeners had a copy and was like, "I'll send it to Mitch, no problem." And okay. what's funny is the photo of the band is Mitch front and center. Like, of all right. photos of Jimmy Eat World from that era, okay. I had never seen a, fr- a photo of Mitch so clearly with the band. And I was like, "Dude, the yeah. photo of you in this comp is is the band
5: photo." So he was pretty stuck. He had no <laughs>
2: idea. It was it was a fun little like thing for him.
5: Right. Um, right. So I mean that's so long ago, you know. You're gonna forget those things. Absolutely, know? yeah.
2: Um, before I let you go, and thank you, you've been so gracious with your time. Uh, I want to do a little rapid fire, and I understand that like day to day things change, but if you had yeah. to choose a favorite Jimmy World record, which would it be today? I'll give I'll you the caveat.
5: It's that I still like that split with Jejun, June because I like those songs, and they they recorded them right down this. St- street from when I was staying and my friend Steve was the engineer and I just think that got a great sound that day I I really the Tom's Rickenbacker guitar was really distinctive uh, yeah and that's I really like cool that, like that the,
2: that's a that's a thread you've connected that Steve was in turnkey was not something I don't believe we had come up with in our research we knew that steve was involved yeah. i think zach had responded to me on twitter that oh yeah steve did this record and it was the only one we recorded in new york ever and all this stuff but that's a really cool little yeah. piece of trivia right there that that connection and Steve
5: went on to have quite a big career i mean he's still uh he's he uh is a front of house sound engineer for lcd sound system and has been oh, for wow. oh yeah a long uh, yeah and that's he cool. did the Liars record uh, Steve did the first Liars record, and uh, he's worked on a Beastie Boys record at the studio in New York. And so he, yeah, he's an awesome guy. And he's my old roommate from Colorado. And, uh, yeah.
2: So cool, man. Absolutely. And then, uh, and it may be on the June split. Uh, do you have a favorite Jimmy World song that sort of has a special place well, for you?
5: I think, I think uh, that demo version of a new <laughs> aesthetic, <laughs> yeah. I yeah. And I remember the lyrics called Skeletons in Your Closet. And I, I, I always remember that line. And I, and I don't think – I asked Tom Mullen if he, if he knows where that demo is or whatever. But I, I, don't, I'm gonna know. Look I, through, I don't think
2: – I'm going to have to listen to the Your New Aesthetic episode. The fact that you said skeletons sounds familiar enough to me. Let me go through my show notes see if yeah. we find
5: something. If I find something, I'll definitely so, send it to your way. So maybe it's not Your New Aesthetic, but I think it is. Got it. Because he changed the, all the lyrics, and I probably changed the new song title and stuff, but Skeletons, Sounds, you know. That, I'm that sure there's a listener again. that knows, that has a more encyclopedic yeah. catalog than I
2: do at this moment right now that's yelling at their podcast player. But uh, right. we'll we'll get it figured out. <laughs> that would be really cool if we ended up finding the thing that's been eluding you for so many years. Although, you, I'm sure Jim yeah. is the type that probably has it somewhere.
5: <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think I messaged him one time about it or something. I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> Well Paul is there anything else? Well, I have a question for you. Please. The Sweetness, that song, that is that was that released on Clarity when Clarity first came out?
2: It was going to be. It was re- it was recorded after Clarity had been submitted, yeah. but it I got thought. shelved. They, we
5: went in, they went back yeah. in and did it. Yeah. Yep,
2: yep. Yeah. And there's a uh when they did the Believe in What You Want uh video, that was about the making of Bleed American. I think uh uh, either Tom or Jim is in the audience so, sort of talking to some fans and like somebody's question was like, oh, how come the, I, I like the sweetness demo better than the one that's on the record. And yeah, like Jim's yeah. like, uh, sorry? like." <laughs> yeah.
5: And I was, I think I felt the same way because Zach used to slam the snare on that sweetness live. And I I remember telling him like, when you record that, get that <laughs> snare bam!" <laughs> of course, it is. this one. You know. Who am I to tell him what to do? Mark Trombino probably was like, why are you
2: hitting the snare so hard?
5: Yeah. No, Zach would never listen to me. Uh, But I think that that I probably would enjoy that demo version better than the real one. But, you know, for sure. That's just who you are when you first heard the song. Exactly. It's like reading the book. You like the book. Before you like the movie, you know what I mean. Totally. (laughs) Um,
2: Is there anything else that you can think of that I didn't ask you that you're like, how did this dude not ask me about this?
5: No, 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 no. Uh, Just those. I think I've been uh, I've been lucky enough to once I digitized all the I've sold a few of those static prevails covers, and it's I think it's because it comes from this first one guy did it. He saw that Jimmy World has. a picture of the Static Prevails vinyl cover. He, they have it up in their studio. And someone looked at it and, and then did the research and found me and said, hey, can I buy a print of your Static Prevails picture? And I was like, sure. And so I, I sorted it all out. I think he lives in Omaha or somewhere in Nebraska. Really nice guy. And so then I got an idea. So then I put it on Instagram and I, I've sold about 20 of them. which That's is so cool. cool. I. Yeah. I I'm pretty sure I can think of
2: at least one listener that we have that for sure owns a copy. <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah, I have to, I, at first when I, I was doing it, like I, I was asking where they live and I'd find a studio, a photography studio near their house, but now I'm doing it here because I trust this, the place here better. And so I, I hopefully uh, everything that got sold is, is, is okay, but I can't really, uh, I d I don't know if the quality was good enough. You didn't or not. hear anybody yelling at you like, Hey, what the hell is this? <laughs> yeah, no, but uh there's this woman, Joyce, who's a pretty much a super fan. Maybe you've heard of Joyce, yeah. And I and I don't I think I owe her a print, uh, a better one. I I'm gonna reach out to Joyce her and is good that.
2: people and I'll and she'll be stoked oh, sure. to hear you uh mention that. So yeah. <laughs> yeah.
5: She bought one from me, but I don't know I don't think the 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 lab in San Diego did a good job. So I, I might have to uh send another one to her when I get a chance. What a mensch. <laughs> what a mensch. What a great day. Oh, she was awesome to us. She was so, she'd always buy us candies and she was just super cool to us yeah. for a long, long time.
2: Yeah. I think she's yeah. going to see her 121st show this week. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <That's great. laughs> Isn't that rad? <laughs> hopefully they, hopefully they I'd see her before the show and stuff, but I know that's can be difficult at times. Yeah. But she understands too. She's like, she's not like a freak, like, well, you know, they're just, She's just chill, happy to be there. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. she gets guest list. But she probably buys the ticket anyway. But yeah. Yeah. She should be getting guests. <laughs> she's a <lifer. laughs> Dude. Shout out Paul, to Joyce. Thank you so
2: much, man. This was so fun. Like yeah, really, yeah. a lot of fun. You've yeah. connected so many threads and dots and stuff. And uh, and I wish you nothing but the Ooh. best.
5: Yeah. Thanks, man. And uh, look for the book sometime <laughs> when I get it done. It'll be out there.
1: Stoked.